What's going on, everybody, man? Welcome back to the Brian Johnson Podcast. Yo, thanks for tuning in last week, man. Uh, my man DP's episode was nuts. Hallway Chronicles. <laughs> yo, I never thought I'd be doing like a podcast in a hallway, but it was it was amazing, yo. It came out really dope, really dope, and just straight raw. And I just appreciate everybody checking it out. Um, but you know, uh, it's not easy doing this podcast thing. You know, I just want to talk about it real quick before we get started with the with this um this new episode. You know, this is episode seventeen, and this episode I got to sit down with somebody who is just is just who's just one of the most amazing people. I've ever met. She just has an energy about her that is dope. But number one, she is who she is. Like you meet people who aren't always who they say they are. But she's genuinely who she is. She doesn't pose the front. She doesn't try to front for nobody. She stays in her space and she's comfortable in it. And you can tell that she's good with who she is. And these days that's rare. A lot of people are trying to put on for social media and everything. And you get this, you know, in this episode, you're going to hear that we're inside. They were in a Panera Bread in this episode. I had to, you know, get it with interview where I could. I did that at a Panera Bread. And then we ended up outside, which you'll hear that in the later part of, the, of this episode. It was just, it was just a really dope episode. I got to know somebody who I've known for a long time, but didn't really get, really know who she was. And I got to know a lot about her and how amazing she really is. Like, she's an amazing person, very solid, very real very about who she is and what she's trying to do and you got to respect that man so it's gonna be funny she's gonna have jokes she's gonna tell some real stories she's gonna talk about some about taking opportunities when they come sometimes they don't come in the way you want them to but they come and she definitely took the time to do it and you know you got to respect that so without further ado man enjoy the episode man thank you guys for checking in um i just want to say appreciate that and you know, things are hard. <laughs> things are not easy all the time. But you got to push through them and you got to make it happen. And if you're serious about whatever you're trying to do, just go out and do it. Don't be afraid to go out and do it. You know, sometimes I get, I get held up by my own stuff and I don't do things. But on this podcast and all that I've tried to do with it, it's really taught me a lot about just people who are just, they're no different than me or you or anyone else. They just decided to go and do something they wanted to do and they did it. And that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of this whole podcast is to show people that there are people just like you and me who are out there who are doing amazing things. So with enough said, I'm not going to ramble on. You guys enjoy the show, man. Again, this is episode 17. Enjoy it. All right. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Today is a special day. Today is, uh, I can't believe this. I'm about to really say this. It is episode 17. Oh, wow. <laughs> 17 episodes. I have an old friend of mine from high school. We have the immaculate, the super funny, mm-hmm. the person who honestly is, she just, she's a very honest person. I know I say that about a lot of guests, but she's blatantly honest. <laughs> and, um, we're starting out the show today. We're gonna be talking about a lot of different subjects. We're gonna get into her past. We're gonna get into her future. We're gonna get into her present and all that stuff too. But we're gonna talk about a lot of different other topics too. Today we got my homegirl, Shatara Carter. 
Curry. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I'm hanging up. I was about to say Carter too. I'm so used to saying Carter. Okay. Why are you Curry. Used to saying Carter? What Curry. 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 Can I curse? Yeah, of course you can curse. Yeah, you deserve a curse. Yeah, how I don't. Dare, I how dare you say <sighs> Carter? You better delete. You, you, you better delete and edit. <laughs> get it right. And you do that, that was again? part of that's part of the show. <laughs> you delete the. All right. Shatara. He said Carter. Curry. I didn't get Curry, married to Jay Z. Everybody. Uh, listen. I'm flattered though. Okay. But no. Okay. I want to outside with Carter. Sorry. He said Shatara, and I was like, he got it I, right. I was thinking C. Carter. Because yo, I've messed up her name for uh, years. So uh, yeah. Anyway, Mm-mm. stop nerding out at this point, people. Mm-mm. All right, let's get this started now. Hit it. Listen, so you are a comedian. Yes, I do stand-up comedy. She does stand-up comedy. Now, most people, stand-up comedy is a, is a, is a strange thing. Okay. I'll tell you, the only reason why I say comedy, <laughs> it's a strange thing. The only reason why I say okay. that mm-hmm. is because it is one of the most difficult things to do. Okay, yeah. But it is one of the better things to do. In life that I've noticed that people who are comedians are very intelligent people. So, first off, tell the people about yourself. Who, who are you? Introduce yourself. Okay, so my name is Shatara Curry. Curry? Yes, curry like the spice. <laughs> Not like the chicken mun. Curry like the spice. Gotcha. Or curry like the basketball player. Whatever, you know, curry. it runs in the family. What can I say? We're great. So, yeah, I do stand-up comedy. I've been doing comedy now for 10-plus years. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Nice. And I've been bringing the funny and just getting better with time, and it's been quite a road. Mm. However, I'm just happy to be on it. I'm happy that I actually recognized the gift and was like, you know what? I could do something with this. Okay. Okay. Now, I have a question. Give it to me. Now, you started out where I started out, Teaneck, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you started out in Teaneck. Now, when did the... Were you always that funny back then? Or I, oh, look, I remember you being funny, but were, I wasn't around you all the time. Were you always like the person that was cutting up and stuff like that? You know, it, sometimes when people tell me like, you know what, sounds about right. Like yes. a lot of people who knew me from like high school, junior high, they're like, comedy sounds right. <laughs> and that lets me know they spent time with me. Right, 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 right. Um, there's some people that are like, really? Wow, I wouldn't know. And that's because, you know... It's different strokes for different folks. Yes, everybody doesn't rub me funny. That's everybody doesn't rub me funny. I are you a difficult? Are you one of those people that sit in the crowd and be like, mm, to your peers, like, hmm? No, no, mm. no. I'm, I'm I'm super chatterbox. Okay. okay. Like like sometimes we gotta like you know respect each other's zone. You right, know, right, space right. you want to get in before you get on stage. Okay. And you know if you see me coming, it's like you just go the other way because I'm like hey, like I'm happy to see people. I'm running my mouth. Um, because they be in their zones, they don't want to be bothered. Yeah, right. Some people don't want to get bothered. You yes. know because in that it's very intimate. Comedy's very intimate. You know, and it's very selfish because when you get on that stage and you're actually, you are selfishly making sure you have a good time. And in turn, the people will have a good time. People have a good time is right. I know that I did good according to how much fun I had. All right. And that's just how I always judge my set. (laughs) So um, in terms of, you know, was I always funny? Getting back to your question. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was always like bugging out, being silly, having a good time, being, you know, flag twirling on the bus. Some of the people yes. remember we would do that. Um, I was in Terpsies, you know, dancing. Mm-hmm. I was just, I didn't even realize I was just like so silly. I didn't even know. <laughs> you lived, you were, you were always a live wire. I can remember back in the day. Damn. But it was always, you know, like I, I had uh, previous comedians when I always say those who are always quick witted yeah. and a bit of a live wire. You were just like, you would, people get up to you, they think you're very calm, very humble. And then also they start talking to you, and it's like, oh, the eyes, boom, yeah. So, <laughs> it's just, you were always present. Wow. I always remember that. I remember being like, 
slightly intimidated, like, mm, maybe I should go over here. Oh, really? Nah, because you were just real. You were just like, you were, you were alive. And of course, I was like, she, for everybody's context, she graduated before me. So she was like a senior when I was a junior. Right, right, So, right, So right. it was like, you know, she's a senior. But you were in Chanel's class. You were in yeah, class with my sister. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Your siblings, yes. Your yes, sister Chanel. Yes. Shout out to her, man. Shout out to her. That is my role dog. <laughs> <laughs> That now that now Chanel is funny too. Yeah, Chanel is funny. Chanel, oh, Chanel has jokes. You know Chanel for days. I always tell people, and family wise, mm-hmm. oh shoot, my mother's calling. Hold oh, on. okay, hold on, hold on. Um, I always would say that everybody is funny. I'm surrounded by funny people. My best friends are funny. Mm-hmm. You know, my family's funny. My father was funny. I come from a very funny house. I'm just the one who gets on stage. Okay, you got the balls. I'm just, you know, everybody's funny. Right. I'm just one that gets on stage. Not to downplay getting on stage, because getting on stage is the big deal. That's what I'm saying. Like, it takes, it takes, <laughs> I mean, right, that's right. like one of the right. hardest I'm, things yeah, to do. I'm, I'm not trying Did to. Did you ever have any stage, like, um, any, any, like, being on stage prior to. Terpsies? Well, Terpsies. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, like it, you're up there, you're talking. You're the person, you're the, you're the center of attention, you're talking kind of thing prior uh-huh. to. Um,. Let's see. I in college, I was taking a lot of like theater classes. I would do a lot of like. Um, what college did you go to? By I the went way? to Keene University. With the Keene University. Mm-hmm. Union Keene, uh huh. KU. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I graduated. Can you believe that? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Listen. They let you out with a degree. By the skin of my teeth. <laughs> Barely. Mm-hmm. So I made it out. Mm-hmm. I did. I did that. I did that. She actually did that. Class yes. of 2002. Okay. Okay. And for those of you who knew me in high school, I was a straight knucklehead. I came there for the social hour. <laughs> Academics was not my thing. And I, look at me now. I, anyway, moving forward. Yes. I had to live in the past. So um, I took a lot of classes, um, mm-hmm. causing me to get on stage. So I, I just did like a lot of speech classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of public speaking. I did a lot of like presentations. Like okay. I remember there would be like. How you was that? How was your nerves doing that public speaking stuff? I, let me tell you, I would rock it. I remember one of the professors like, "Listen, this is what you can do. You can either yeah. do like a presentation, right, 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 or you can do like a paper." It was always a choice. Wow. I, I forget what class. Man, listen, I'd be like, "Okay, listen, here's a deal. <laughs> here's my topic. I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna run my mouth. I would bring Capri Suns. I would set it up like a real meeting. Capri oh, Suns, snacks. Snap. Give everybody like boardroom meeting shit. Teacher would be looking at me like, "What?" Imagine playing you playing like you're the coordinator. Like, yeah, I, yeah, and I, and then I would just get up there and rock, and 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 it, I realized that. Yes. This this can be something. Okay. This okay. can be something because okay. I'm not afraid to get up in front of did people. Did you picture Did you picture everybody naked like they say you're supposed to do? No, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow Stop leather. Stop playing. Just have to get it together. Get your words together. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Voice then, bonics here. Mm-hmm. Voice bonics. And then you get up there, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember I had a professor. Yes. And she used to be a rocket. Oh wow. And yeah, she you know. Tall, was she blonde? I forget she had glasses. If she you guys just, hear stuff in the out. background, by the way, we're in a Panera Bread shooting this right now. So go ahead, go oh, ahead. Okay. I just want to give a little context, to people. Okay, <laughs> and um, and and this is a part of my start. Yes. And I, at the time, I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. Like okay. I was just like, you know, I really had like real no direction. I was right. just like, have a good night. I said I want to do journalism. I was All going right. in many directions. Mm-hmm. I want to do. Um, I don't know. I, I could do theater. I like public communications. But then again, what is public communications? You know what I mean? <laughs> it just gets you the hell out of school. Like, yes. I don't really figure it out, kid. Um, anyway, so I took this class with her. Veronica was her name. Mm-hmm. And she wanted us to call her Veronica. She was cool as hell. Wow. And, um, I, 
you know. This is your professor. Why don't you just call by the first name? That she never was happened. cool, and I just remember she was tall. She told us she was a rocket, whatever. Moral right. of the story is that um, end of the semester, mm-hmm. she comes to me. She's like, you know, can you talk a little later, whatever. So right. I got a good grade. I excelled in these classes, which was great. Uh-huh. And she goes, you know, so what is it you want to do? I said, you know, I want to teach. And mm-hmm. she goes, I'm going to tell you this, and I, I wanted to tell you. Um, right. Teaching is good. Yes, you know, it your is. Your heart can be in it. However, I see you doing more. Oh, so you got you have one of those. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where you get a boost from an elder statement that kind of like it gives you like, OK, you know what? Maybe there's something more. She, yeah. She told me she goes, mm-hmm. what you're going to do is she says, I just I just see you on the camera. I see you in front of the camera. Now, mind yeah. you, my grandma used to tell us like Apollo yeah. used to come on. My grandma would be like, you know, you could be up there. Right. right. You know, whatever. <laughs> you be on TV. See the newscasters. You could be up there. So getting booed off the stage. You know, she, whatever it was TV. She's like, you could yeah, be up there. Yeah. Jet magazine. You know, you could be one of the beauties of the week. <laughs> And um, anyway, so Veronica basically uh, told me that she sees me doing more than teaching. Right, and I right, should consider right. it. And she says, I see you, like, in front of the camera. I see you on TV. She's like, I just see it. She goes, listen, mm-hmm. my best friend is somebody who I'm not going to say off of, like, Fox 5. Right? Okay, okay. And here's the name and number. Get yourself an internship. She mm-hmm. says, get coffee. Do whatever you got to do. Use your personality. Right. And make your way on that TV screen. Mm. And she goes, here's my name. Here's like, she laid it out. Mm. So this is where preparation is very important. Okay. I wasn't prepared for that opportunity that was right in front of me. Wow. And I didn't tackle it the way I should have. So years later, it was destined for me to get on stage. Jeff Carroll, which I'm sure you know, he's mm-hmm. another Inglewood Teaneck yes. representative, um, like a brother. Jeff actually had a movie coming out and he was like, we have a lead role for you. And then on top of it, he's like, you got to get on stage. Oh, it's awesome. It went hand in hand. So my sister, Shantice, made sure I got on stage to do comedy at the Boston Comedy Club. I was 19 years old. So what I'm hearing is you have a lot of family support. That's number one. Yeah. That's a long story, right? That <laughs> no, wasn't a long story. Getting... I wasn't even trying to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm contexting it up. You got, a lot, you, got, you got family who supports you. Yeah. You got a mentor or somewhat of a mentor, a professor, yeah, supporting you and, mm-hmm. and pushing you into it. And... So you're in there. You, you took the internship, I'm saying. No. You didn't take the internship. That's what I'm trying to say. Be oh. prepared for opportunities. Oh. See, pay attention. Listen, listen, oh. listen, listen. Okay, so, okay. no, I was not prepared. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared. I, I didn't take advantage of that opportunity that was right in front of me. I was kind of stunned by it. Like, oh, okay, okay, you know okay, I mean? okay, 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 um, okay. And just looking back at that, that, that really sticks with me. That sticks with me. And Dr. Choate, one of my acting professors also, she was another one. <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was dope. That's, oh, yeah. that's dope. So, okay. So, you had family. How many sisters do you have, by the way? Uh, my mom and dad have six. Six sisters. Mm-hmm. Six of you guys. And, right. Did you guys all grow up together? How did that work for you? Um, all six of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The six, my mom and dad have six. I got to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, siblings. My mm-hmm. dad was previously married. So, I have uh, older siblings okay. that are in Atlanta. Right. My, other, my other Curry love. You know, <laughs> we, we love each other. Right, right. Just the same. Curry family is mm-hmm. thick. Right, so I just have to be clear when I say my mom and dad, because we are, you know, uh, the ones that grew up together right, right. Um, in Teaneck, and when my mom moved here from New York. Okay. So, yeah, what was it like growing up in a big family? Looking back, it was fun. Did it help you ever see, like, some of that being, being around, having people around you all the time? Did it help with your personality come out? You were not afraid, or how was it for you? Fucking annoying. around <laughs> <laughs> What you think? <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to... You can't to, use the bathroom. Why do you want to borrow your clothes? Well, that's a given. I grew up with, I grew up with like, a bunch of people in my household. So, so it was always... 
either clothes getting borrowed or something's going over here or someone's taking this or someone drank your juice like, yo, fam, that's my juice. My right. name was right. on it. Right, like, right. <laughs> Yeah, see, now if I put my name in my juice, my father would smack the shit out of me. <laughs> and he didn't beat us. Okay, my mom did. But that they were not, we were not closing doors in that house. Dry snitching <laughs> is real. <laughs> this is not your house. You do not close that door. We come to the dinner table. We all eat as a family. <laughs> okay? We don't have to lock doors. They didn't play that. Um, so if I were to put my name on something, oh, my God. <laughs> so the, the key is that I know how to share. Ah, sharing is caring. Yeah. Sharing is caring. So, yeah, it was fun. It was, um, I think... Getting up in front of people, maybe I was always doing it. Mm, I think that's what I was saying. You have family, you always got to be. Maybe yeah. I, yeah, maybe I was always doing it. And yeah. then my dad is like, my dad was God, you know, rest mm, his soul. So he was Mr. Personality. Mm. My dad was the comedian in the house. Okay. Like when I tell you, my dad was funny. Anybody hearing this knows Mr. Curry. Mr. Mm. Curry was Mr. Personality. So he rubbed off on me tremendously. Mm. I have my mother's face, but I have my dad's personality. That's dope. That's Big time. dope. Big time. That's dope. So you got your dad's personality. Mm-hmm. That definitely helped out. The mm-hmm. fact you were around all this family and the fact that you were able to have a personality that you could be around people mm-hmm. in a certain mm-hmm. sense. Now, you didn't take that opportunity. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. So when you didn't take that opportunity, how did that affect you? I was disappointed in myself, but not mm-hmm. as heavy because I didn't feel the whole stand-up comedy acting thing I didn't feel it as like a destiny right you know I just just somebody kind of just like pinched a cord like you Mm -hmm. know telling you about your potential and I was just like very flattered okay very like the fact that she wanted to pull me to the side like before graduation and like hey listen like Mm -hmm. you know before you veer off I see this and it was just so like wow it was just (laughs) you know what I mean it was it was a moment yeah um but then you know I always had my aunts and my grandma they would always say you know you could be on tv you could do that that could be you that could be you and at the time you don't really if you don't want it for yourself you know what it's not gonna work yeah what other people say you know because I know some people who are like amazing artists right and if they don't want it to excel from where it's at, then I can't want it for you more than you want it for yourself. That's been my biggest problem in life is I see things in people and I want them to achieve it, uh-huh. but I just can't get them there. I can't get them there because they don't yeah. want it as bad. And I'm like, yo, you can yeah. do amazing things. Uh-huh. I, have a f- I have people who I know who are cooks. I have people who I know who are artists. I have no people who are just great at just something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. if you just applied uh-huh. at least 80% of what you're doing over here to this... Uh-huh. You don't know where it could take you, mm-hmm. but they just—they're just not—they're just not, not willing to go there. They're not willing to do it, and I just be like, "All right, I can't do nothing about that. I gotta pull back." Mm-hmm. Did you ever find yourself in that place where you see everyone's pushing, everyone kind of like sees something in you, mm-hmm. but you're just like too shy or too afraid to push that way, or you just was like, "I just don't see it. I don't see what you guys see." Um, hmm. I think I saw it. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but I didn't know that it could make me money one day. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no, all jokes aside, you know what I said to an ex-boyfriend once? Uh. He was like, you know, you just, I, I'm, I'm like super chatty. Like anybody knows me, I'm a chatterbox. Right, like, right, right. I right. will chat it up with you. Right. And, you know, I'm talkative. That, yeah. That's what it is. I like people. I'm a people right. person. You do talk, and I tell you this much, you have intelligent conversation. That's dope. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's definitely good. <laughs> Again, it's okay to curse, right? Yes, okay. yes. Speak your mind. Um, oh, and I said to him one day, mm-hmm. he said something about me like chatting a lot, whatever, and I right. said, I'm going to tell you this. I said, if I ever, ever get paid to talk, yeah. I'm going to be a rich woman. Remember that. Oh, shit. And I'll never forget saying that to him. And mm-hmm. that was like 
that was college. <laughs> <laughs> so now, and granted, you know, I'm not rich yet. Let me knock on some wood. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? But to know that, you know, um, people are actually paying to come and see you, mm-hmm. starting from the bottom. Let's just go from, let's just go. I was going to ask you, when was the first time you got on stage for comedy? When did that first, because uh, you graduated from college. Right. I'm guessing, did you start, did you go right into the work field right after you graduated? Actually, um, I, grad, I, I went, I got on stage, I was like 19, and I had to finish school, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I came on the weekend and, like, did it, and, mm-hmm. you know, then was like, okay, I'm going to go back, I dabble with Where it. was the first place you went on stage? I went on stage for the first time at the Boston Comedy Club, which is in New York City, was in New York. Holy Boston Comedy crap. Club. You went, you know you, yeah, you went, wait, you went on stage mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, that takes. And that was that was Jeff. Did you Carroll. have any prior prior training to that? Jeff Carroll, Stanley Neuron, Shantice mm-hmm. Curry, all pull that in together. Like you got three minutes, you're gonna go on. So these are people that are family mm-hmm. that are they see me and they're like, right. we we got to get her started. Like mm-hmm. they they saw it in me before I saw it in myself. How was that experience for you? Getting on stage, so they're like, you just have to write things down. And I trusted my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was my role dog, and she's my older sister. So I remember, like, writing some things down. Mm -hmm. And, like, write it down. I remember, like, getting dressed and being so nervous. Yeah, sweat dripping from the brow. Because I used to go to this club, and I used to watch, like, talent perform. I remember Roberto Vanderpool. I remember, um, 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 wait, I can't think of his name. It'll come to me. Anyway, it'll come to me. Just so many greats. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so getting that like little three minutes, right, 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 and just I just remember like, <laughs> if you guys you guys can't see what she's doing right now, but she's just steadily shaking the bike, like, oh my god, <laughs> holding like a shake oh weight, uh, yeah. oh god, right, 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 and I just remember you know I did that, and then I would come back, and then Will Sylvans like gave me some really good advice, yeah, and he's like you know they're 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 looking at you, you know you're attractive, you know yeah. I'd come in with a skirt and a little tank top, whatever, he's like they're not paying attention to you, so they're messing with your confidence. Oh. And that's when it was just like, you know, that's when I had to really realize, like, do I want to take this seriously? Yes, yes. And he was like a coach. He's like, what you're going to do is you're going to dress like mm. you are going to go in a boxing ring and you're going to mm. be fighting. And get your jokes together, get your confidence up, you know, because now people are going to be listening to you. Mm-hmm. And when you finally have your confidence and you're in a good space, especially as a woman, he said, that's when you can come and wear whatever you want. Okay, okay. And I took his advice. All right. And I would, you know, come and I'd be in my, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, you know. and Straight up L.O. going yep, on. Yep, I was having my hoodie on and uh, I just remember, like, working on it, working on it, working on it. And, um, you know, now when I get up and I wear my skirts and mm-hmm. my dresses or whatever, that's my official my confidence is there, and I'm funny. I, I had to build up to wearing what so I wanted. So it was straight, like, jean jacket and jean, like, jean I'm pants? I'm talking, like, sweatpants. Oh, not, not like snap. Cute. I'm not talking, like, cute, like, juicy sweatpants or, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Victoria's Secret with the, you know, Vicky on the butt or, <laughs> you know, all that bullshit everybody's wearing. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, I had a few pair back in that time, but no. Um, no, it wasn't that. It was just, you know, like, champion like sweats, you know what I'm saying? Like with the elastic on the bottom. Like wow. big sweat. I found the biggest stuff I could find. Mm. Big hoodie. So they pay attention to what you're saying. And they were listening to everything I was saying. That's dope. And then it was just like, you know, when I finally built it up, I was like, ha! <laughs> <I'm> naked. <laughs> These are the goodies. Now you get to see the goodies. <laughs> yeah, but but now my confidence is at a level where, you know, uh-huh. um, women are very judgmental to each other, you know? I wanted to ask you about that. So as you get into this this business and you're moving forward in this business, who was it that kind of gave you some type of inspiration? Who, what kind of comics did you see that you kind of say, all right, no, I kind of like this, what she's doing, you know, mm-hmm. who, because, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of dope 
African American mm-hmm. co- comedians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of just female mm-hmm. African American comedians. Mm-hmm, but there's also mm-hmm. a bunch of just women in general who right. are very dope right. in, in comedy. Right. I mean, uh, just going back, um, I'll tell you Carol Burnett, mm-hmm. Lucille Ball. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Wow, Whoopi. I did, I did not see that yeah, one coming. I was going to say some more or something. No, no I'm, I'm going, I'm, if you look, I'm going chronological. Okay, I'm going okay. Back. okay. Um, and then I um, I would say the Waynes. I got to mm. give this because Living Color was the bomb. And remember, their mm-hmm. sister always had the funniest skits. She yes. was so funny, right? Um, Eddie Murphy. All right. Um, and I know we're talking about women. Martin. Oh. Um, and then, you know, Monique. You wow. know, okay. with her skinny bitches. <laughs> um, you know, then of course some more uh-huh. Adele Givens. Mm. Um, I mean, there's so many women that we're looking for. We're looking for each other. Yes. Because even then, you know, like I love Tracy Ullman, and she was, you know, a white woman from the UK who always has an HBO special, and right. I'm still a fan to this day. Right. You know, she she plays hundreds of different characters. She has a platform for that. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of times I'd be like, I want to do that. Mm. I want to do that. I got to figure this out. You know, I want to do that. But I didn't have, you know, a face to look at right. coming up. And not to say there aren't women that play that, but I would be like, okay, it would be, you know, who, uh, Living Color. That's where we would find the black That's women true. At, That's right? true. That's true. Think about true. it. Who's Very playing true. the characters in the roles, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, they're, they're out there, but they're far and few in between. Did you ever have an aspiration to be on Saturday Night Live, SNL, or anything like that? Um, or did, did you ever want to be on, like... A, a comedy skit show or anything like that? Um, I've created my own skit show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, of course. That that was something that I thought, um, I could do that. Okay. I could do that. Okay. It just wasn't something I chased. It wasn't like my ultimate, like, mm. I gotta get to SNL. When did it, when did it dawn on you that, that, okay, I'm funny, but maybe there's a, there's a, I can make a living doing this. When did that start to come about for you in a, in like a, a real mind frame for you? Like this, could, I could really do this like for life. For life. And kind of make a living doing this. And make a living doing this. Um. Well, I'm around a lot of comics who do do it. You know, mm-hmm. for a living. And I see a lot of you know ups and downs. I see a lot of ups and downs mm-hmm. in comedy. And of course, you know, when you see that there's money to be made. Yeah. Yeah. But but you know. Um, I'll tell you this mm-hmm. candidly. I work at a hospital by day. Right. I'm a rec therapist at a psych hospital with kids. Mm. So I've been doing that for 11 years, almost the same time I've been doing comedy. And they both have my passion. And they both kind of, does it ever tear at you? Um, yeah, because I know that I will leave working with those kids to do comedy, yes. entertainment. However, my heart will still be with them where I'm like, I would still either A, volunteer, or B, like, open up a group home. Mm. Or, you know, like, I, or I would be Little Miss, you know, philanthropy. She's always <laughs> raising some damn money for the mental, like, she, like it would, and, and I feel like I'm doing it now. That's right. the thing, you know? So not to say, like, I go there and I volunteer, right, right. you know, but my heart's sincerely in it. So it's like I live two different lives. That's wild. I, so you're basically Jekyll and Hyde kind of in a way. You live in two different lives. It's I just, really do. And how does that, I mean, does that tear at you? Like some days it's like too stressful. Like, all right, I got to be at this show, but I got to be here. I got this. Does it ever become, do you ever get like to that point where you're just like, okay, this, I got to slow down. There's so much going on right now. I need to slow down. No. Wow. That's the first time on this show that I've asked somebody that and they said no. 
<laughs> no, because I, I, I pace myself because when you work with, yeah. and, and again, maybe the, you know, the nine to five gives me that balance, you know? Right, right, right. And again, I'm not new at it, but mm-hmm. you know, the clientele of people that I work with, um, it's very emotionally heavy. Okay. You know, so okay. when you, when you, you can just imagine behavioral health, mental health, mm-hmm. when you deal with this population of kids at that, mm-hmm. it's very humbling. Right. And it reminds you that life is very fragile. Has the, 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 the dealing with those emotions and dealing with those people, mm-hmm. has that overflowed onto you where you just don't got it when you get to, you get to your, 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 your set maybe? You got to do a set, but you had a really rough day there. There's a lot tolling on you. Has that been pressure on you? Comedy has definitely been an outlet. So now I make it where I get out and I go, listen, I tell everybody, like, yeah. listen, I, I come from a job where I'm working with kids during the day. Yes. I'm with adults now. I'm happy to be with y'all. Right. Can I just say fuck? <laughs> Can I say shit, damn, fuck, damn, so shit? So it's, it's more therapeutic than anything right. else sometimes. Right. And then everybody's like, yeah, and then you got your people who work with, you know, kids and they get it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, whoo, yeah. happy to be with adults. And then yeah. I'm able to flow from there. Okay, I got I you. Because now, now I appreciate, you know, the different people and I appreciate that I'm here to entertain and I also appreciate that I'm here to be myself. Yes, In yes. the adult form. So you, you get know? to let it out. You get to let out some parts of it and just be more, you can let out some things you've been holding back for for months probably sometimes. I mean, I, I make a joke out of it now. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? that's now what I, can I mean. Just say like, can I say fuck? Like, you know, shit, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, I want to snort it. You know, what, what I got to do with, you know, you just want to say the word. Crush it up and snort it. Yeah, like, right, just because you can't do it throughout yeah. the day, you know, yeah. working with kids and I talk about people and they're, you know, badass kids and I don't believe all kids need medication. Some of them need ass whoopings. That's true. You know, that's something I Highly can, true. I can candidly say that, you know, mm-hmm. on stage, whereas right. I can't look at an 11-year-old in the face. Right. And I really want to say it like, mm-mm-mm, you just need your ass <laughs> You know, I can't say that. But right, as right. soon as I get out and I'm, oh, I got a show tonight, that's, that's like the first thing I'm going to like clear that out and like talk about it. How, and, and so dealing with those, you got two of those things and you, you already said this kind of a therapeutic thing. How often do you find yourself like looking at, like in your head while you're at the school, you might find yourself like hospital, s- hospital. I'm sorry, hospital. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there, and you're thinking to yourself, "Hmm, this might be a really good bit, but I gotta leave it on the table." Yep. <laughs> yep. Because because it's funny because people always think, "Oh man, we sure you get a lot of good material working with those kids." Yes. My heart goes out to those kids. Right. So a lot of times, some things to me, it's like, mm, "We'll leave that there." No, I got you. You know, it may have, it may be funny, but then really, it's heartbreaking. So they're like, "No, that's not really that funny." Mm-hmm. I have so many other things going on in my life. And I live that I have, you know what I mean? Ninety-seven percent more things to talk about. I, okay, I've look. I've seen you in. I've seen you on stage. I went to one of your. Um, you had an event years ago. Oh, I, went, shit. I went to. It had to be it was six years ago. <gasps> it was an event I went to with one of my old college dudes. Shout out to my man Heck. We went to your joint. Okay. It was my man Heck and my man Tank. We went to your joint. It was. It was pretty fun. We had a good time. Where we, was this? It was in Teaneck. It was. Oh, was it the Zen Lounge? Zen Lounge. Yes, I remember you. Were, okay, yeah, yeah we were I know drunk. my supporters. Oh, well, then he's like, so you were funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were funny before that. I'm just saying, but we we don't get to see each other. Yeah. Like me and my college people, okay, we're all okay. scattered all over the place. Okay, but okay. When we get together, it's like, oh, we're going to get really wasted, and we had a really it's good a time. It's a really good thing, and that's one thing that I had to say. That's why I was like, um. How do you come up with your stuff? Because that was funny to me. I can't. I don't want you to give away any top secret stuff. Mm. But how do the bits come to you? How do you? How do you find yourself? How does that work for you? Um, to be quick witted, mm. has it's natural. Right, of course, obviously, yes, right. Yes. To have a filtering process to what you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Really, it's what is funny to you. Right, right. I'm not a political comedian. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I admire... Um, so you stay away from Chris, the Trump stuff. I admire Chris Rock right, right. for what he does, and mm-hmm. I like how he keeps his like foot so planted on the pulse of politics Yeah. to the point where they have him host... <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Oscars or the Grammys? Even at the highest time of Listen, Chris Rock is amazing. One thing I love about Chris Rock mm-hmm. is he 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 drops blatant stuff. Mm-hmm. Like his comedic mm-hmm. work is blatant. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's like, listen, bro, it's right in front of your face. You just need to look mm-hmm. and see. Mm-hmm. And that's I find that a lot of comedians. Like, you know, like I like uh, Hannibal Burris. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of his stuff. The people that he surrounds himself with, some of the comedians. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name right now. Mm-hmm. From the Gerard show, that guy. I can't mm-hmm. think of his name. But to, anyway, I like that kind of com- that kind mm-hmm. of like comedic relief. Mm-hmm. I like things that people just like. Are you you just don't see what's going on? It's smart right, comedy. Smart comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's also out there that you got a lot of different types of comedian. Mm-hmm. How would you categorize yourself as, if you would? If I would, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm categorizing myself. I mm-hmm. would just say that I am. Me. Got you. And I don't really care to be compared mm. to anyone. Like, the only time I can say is, like, you know, I'm like my dad. Okay. And that's, like, that's the best credit that I can give to That's the highest you know, honor for you. Somebody right funny yeah. uh, with personality. And uh, he was a stage presence guy. Uh-huh. But would I categorize myself? I would say, like, you know, just very off-the-cusp silly. Ah, uh. Okay. That's so if there's anything you see on that stage, you know, like she's silly. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have, you know, a script that I'm, I am memorizing in front of me. Right, right, right. I want to make sure that I'm very natural with mm-hmm. who I bring to the table, which is myself. And maybe going back to when I was a kid growing up, mm-hmm. I practice standing up in front of people being myself so much, mm-hmm. coming from a big family, mm-hmm. that maybe that is why I'm able to get up in front of people like, <laughs> you know, you like me, you don't. But listen, we got some shit to talk about. And I want to talk about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a category to put it in. It's just, you know, um, hmm, you got me thinking. <laughs> That's the point of the interviews. Get you thinking. Outgoing, funny, witty. I mean, there's so many hashtags we can put on this. <laughs> One thing I can say from what my experience is in watching you do comic work, and now this, this is dating myself because this is years ago, and I'm sure your work has changed since then. It, it always seemed like, it wasn't. It's not in your face comedy, but it's, it's like you're present. It's like we're gonna be talking about something that you can feel today. It's okay. not gonna be something you're gonna feel back then or mm-hmm. It's it's today. Mm-hmm. You're very much in the now. Okay. And that's something I've always noticed about you. Even on when I see you on Instagram and everything else, like it's mm-hmm. not like you're all over the place or anything. That like you're very in the now. I don't want to compare you to just the mess, but I think you're kind of in that vein. But you're like way. To me, you're funny. <laughs> you just drop that. You drop. You have this funny thing about you that just when you speak, it's it's funny to me. That's all. I'm oh, saying. okay. Yes. <laughs> I see. A minute ago, we were intelligent. Now it's funny. Okay. Well, so <laughs> no more compliments Ms. at this Mr. point. Mr. Wordsmith. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay. Yes. So leave that alone over here. We're gonna go back to that. Anyway. Okay. Now I have a question. Okay. All right. Now you're. A female in, in in the comedic world. I am? Yes, you are. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you've been in this game for a while. Mm-hmm. How has that dynamic been there for you as a woman in this business for you? I know you're talking about, you know, you had to dumb down your clothing so people would pay attention to what you got to say and everything. How else has it been for you been in, being in this business for so long? And what have you seen on the scene in your lifetime? 
in this business. What have I seen on the scene? Without snitching. Like, that, sound, that sounds like a book title. What have you seen on the scene? Have you seen on the scene? <laughs> I like that. That sounds like, hmm, that's going to be a cut. Um, what have I seen on the scene? That's a good question. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen... I've seen the art mm-hmm. be something that takes over your life. Wow. So... With comedy and getting on stage, <clears throat> it has to be something that you are pretty much like married to. You have to want it just that bad. I'm talking whether or not you have a shitload of movie credits or TV credits backing you. Mm-hmm. You can say, like, I've been in this business, and um, now we have social media. So I was, I was in it before social media, imagine. Right. Um, when I say takes over your life, it's like, by any means necessary, I got to get on that stage. By any means necessary, I got this joke, I got to get it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some people that I know that don't have, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, different platforms that they can say they've been on, but they're still in it just because they love it. It's, it's something that you have to love unconditionally. Right. In other words, whatever is going on in life, you still love it. Well, and that's really just... That's how I feel about photography, and I'm just new to that, and I totally understand what you're saying right there. And you're just like... You have to love it, because you, you're not going to... It's not... It's You get instant gratification on a certain level, but if you're expecting to be, like, revered right off the bat, it doesn't work that way. No, no. So even for me to talk about, like, getting paid, I'm mm-hmm. not talking like I'm Little Miss Moneybags, and, you know, mm-hmm. shit is just flowing in. <laughs> No, comedy is a free thing. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? When, yeah. I, when I get paid and I've worked my way up to get paid, for mm-hmm. sure, I'm flattered. To this day, I'm flattered. You know, but, but it is like a fruits of your labor type of thing. Yes. You know, over time, yeah, you do want to see some type of progress in that area. Right. You figure, you know, I'm from Jersey. So back when I first started, I was going to New York. That mm-hmm. was toll. Every mm-hmm. how, you know, gas and toll. And then for people to tell you, no, we don't have time for you today. I used to get played out. No, just to, just, they, just, they just wanted to see that I was serious. Dudes were assholes. That's they just wanted to see that I was serious. Looking back at it, yeah. you know, and you know, and then it, maybe it will come back tenfold. Maybe just for those times. Now I got seven times on stage. You right. know, two weeks later. Either way, I'm not, you know, dismissing somebody for being an asshole because I dealt with those. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just made me stronger and I got better. And the one thing I always felt like, you don't have to like me, and I'm okay with that. Right, right. But you're gonna respect my funny. Mm. And that's just you know, and I'm not here to lay on my back mm-hmm. to get you know stage time. I'm not here. I'm not here for none of that. You know. Um, but you're going to respect my funny. The one thing that I'm going to work at is is that respecting my funny. And that's how bad I just wanted it. And when I say that it takes over your life, yeah. if you don't want it, nobody's going to want it for you. Like, you have to, like nobody's ever going to call me and be like, Shara, we haven't seen you. It's been a couple weeks. Where you at? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody, nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 there's room for somebody else. Perfect. There's always room for somebody else. You never, like, I always, I learned that in any, any, any business situation, you you can be the best person in there, but you have to really be able to work at it. You can't just say you're the best. You can't just put yourself in there. You got to work your fucking ass off. And you can be as naturally talented as possible. There's somebody out there who does half the talent you have, but they just outwork you. They output, They put. They they know how to put it in there. You just like. And social media is a thing now. So now you don't have to. You can know. You can know how to edit. I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> know how to edit your shit and be funny. And guess what? Boom. How do you feel about the Instagram funnies? I feel I enjoy it. Okay. I enjoy it. Okay. You know, I'm not as nosed into mm-hmm. social media as maybe I should be as an entertainer, to be honest with you. Right, right. But I'm actually glad that I have that somewhat of a balance of 
you know, before there were cell phones, putting yes. a quarter and, you know, knowing what it is to use a microphone and, not microphone, microwave, <laughs> and <laughs> look at me, and, um, and knowing what it is to go into a thesaurus or a dictionary and not having Google. Right. I'm glad I know how to use that part of my brain. Yes. You, you understand what I'm saying? No, I'm, using, like, you know how to do things without having to use, I guess, certain parts of technology or social media to get your information, I guess, in certain ways. I know how to be personal with people. Okay, I know how to that, sit and that, make yeah, eye that, contact yes, yes. And, and, and pick up the phone and call you if needed. I know how to do that. You think that's fading away? Big time. Okay. Big time. I mean, people are not communicating. So I think that getting on stage is something mm-hmm. that you cannot fake. Mm. That, like, when I get up and, you know, you can tell I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, because I, I have been. Right. You can... Either you have it or you don't. So there is a there is something to be said about having the the gift to get up there. Yeah, yeah. But you still have to work at it. Right. The shit just doesn't happen overnight. Never does. I don't think anything. I don't think. I think these days people want so much gratification. I've seen people who have just blown up, like practically overnight. Like I guess Cardi is a gift and a curse to the entertainment industry. One, you're gonna have Cardi clones everywhere in every facet of entertainment because they're going to try to do what she did. And then on top of that, she does give hope to everybody to say you can make it from nothing to something. But not everybody can get up there and and be crazy on the mic and talk crazy and people are going to rock with you and think that that's going to make you millions of dollars. It doesn't always work for everybody. And I see a lot of people out there pressed to be these other people. And I don't understand why you need to, why you need to be that clout chasing, as they say now. And I'm just, it just, it doesn't, it just blows me away. Like you don't have to sell yourself that short, my guy. You can, you can just stay, stay to your own and stick to your own, and you will get on. It might not be to the grandeur scale, but you'll get on. Well, and see, it's hard for me. It's just hard for me as a person who believes that you should just, you should stay, you should be yourself. And it's hard for me to look at that. I don't know. I just, I just guess it's just hard for well, me. Every, every, I'm not mad at anybody who go. My always, my thing with social media today is, right. I really don't care how you got there. You could have inherited your dad's company, mm-hmm. right? And now you got it. Now you have to figure out how are you going to pull your key players to keep dad's company afloat and to continue to succeed. Right, right, right. right. So it's not for me to really question how you got to where you're at. Good for you. You right. know, every there's enough blessings for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Which is something that um, what my, uh, what, what's my friend uh, Diana Ross's daughter has said. I love her. Yeah. Um, there's enough blessings for everybody. Yes. So, you know, if that's how you got there, good. But how are you maintaining and how are you going to excel from there? Gotcha. So, you know, if it's through social media, then great. Good for you. Right. Um, but again, getting on that stage, you can't fake that. I can't edit it. Right. If right. I bomb, there's no editing. <laughs> no, there's no editing. Yet. I've seen plenty of people bomb, and I'm just like, damn. Yeah, there's damn. no editing. There's, there's no editing. It's not good. You know what I mean? We have to be our own editors in our head, and we got to write. We got to continue to write and stay right. relevant and live every right. day, you know? Um, but, but to what you're saying about... Mm people who are clout chasers Mm -hmm. i'm learning again because i remember before with social media the way it is i remember giving out flyers before i could tap a button and get you know my (laughs) i I was giving out flyers and not to say i'm all old whatever but you know i was young doing that stuff and i realized i'm a hustler i had the hustle in me you know Mm -hmm. to do this stuff um but everybody wants a piece of shine Mm -hmm. that's what i'm learning with social media everybody wants a little piece of you know show a podcast a video or little mm. kids have channels you know yeah well, little kids have 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 they, little kids little kids they want the, they want the shine i know my uh, my girlfriends little nieces and nephews mm-hmm. they have like their own little pod, their own little like web like youtube channel mm-hmm. they, they they make videos they put it on mm-hmm. musically and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, my 
my niece, like my little niece now, she'll be. I open up a camera. She's mm-hmm. she's extremely. She's posing Always off in. the off the rip, like not even a second into mm-hmm. it. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. It, it's it's times have changed. Times have definitely changed, mm-hmm. and and then on top of that, it's it's just. It's just so crazy. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, it's it's, crazy. it's it's a crazy world. This, the the entertainment world is definitely the landscape's changed so much. Even from when I started out with my own blog and stuff back in 08 and 2012 and everything else, it just the landscape changes so rapidly and so quickly. So hold on, we're gonna hold on. We're gonna pause this real quick. Hold on, real quick. Yo, what's going on, everybody? We're back. So we had to switch locations real quick. And so now we're like literally outside on a bench. Because I'm humble. And yeah, she's humble. She's a G. Okay, <laughs> period. Because who does this? Shatara. Right? Shatara does this. Shatara Curry, everyone. Curry. Because I'm cool like that. Curry. Mm-hmm. Nah. She mm-hmm. might be related to the Currys, mm-hmm. but she's a Curry. Mm-hmm. And we are, in, we are on a bench somewhere in Edgewater. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. With headphones on and microphones. Yep, and people walking by staring at us. It is on. Tell them that we're working on our album. Word. Yes, right. And we're trying to get natural sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> we're freestyling over here. So before we got before we got booted from the place that we were at and we don't had tell, to don't tell people. See, <laughs> you see you're telling the business. Why are you telling people everything? I told everyone I was gonna keep it real on this podcast. They didn't have to know, they would have never known. So I have a question. Go ahead. Why didn't you never start your own podcast? Why have I never? Or have you, and I just didn't know about it. No, I haven't. Ew, he's cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not expect Sorry. this. This is not what I... This took a turn. <laughs> I said, ew. It took a turn. Um, why have I never? Um, I, don't, I don't really have an answer for that. There's so much, like... I'm, try, I'm just trying to be on stage. Shit. And, <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, if I didn't, if I didn't go to a full-time gig... Uh-huh. I probably would have a little more time to do a lot of other things. But right now, my other things that I'm going, I have um, an independent project that I'm working on, which is a documentary, mm-hmm. um, which will remain nameless just for now. She's a creator. And She's I'm also working on my one-woman show. Right. And I'm working on... Uh, my hour special, which would be more like two hours because I got so much. <laughs> And I've learned, you know, don't talk about that stuff. Just be about it. Right. Because there's somebody out there who was like, she was saying that last year. <laughs> and that's so true. So it's like, I need to shut the fuck up. But <laughs> just I'm speaking into existence. It, it, it's in the works. Trust me. It's in the works. It's in the works. It's in the works. Those uh, of you know, it's in the works. So, how do you feel about, like, using YouTube as a, whoa, you, okay. I don't know. Was that a bug? Oh. No, that's not a bug. It was, oh. It better not have been a bug. No, it was like a, like. You saw it? Is it yeah, I saw it. But oh, it was, okay. It was you like saw me junk? Yes, I did. Oh, how about to jump in your arms like Scooby Doo? <laughs> holding her like I don't know what's going on, but I'm falling over. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so what kind of platforms do you think are like still relevant for for comedians this year? Um, uh, you I, obviously YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much that it's a little overwhelming. So mm-hmm. for those of you who are like getting it on every angle, I just want to give you props. By no means, no hate here. <laughs> Shit. Like when people are like, oh, I want to plug you in. I'm like, please give me a call because. I, I can't keep up with all of it. So there's right. YouTube, people still Twitter. <laughs> I think I'm old school. There is um, Instagram, of course. Yes. There's podcast. Yes. Which is, po- you know, shit. 
Set me up. I'll have a podcast. <laughs> and then you know what's so funny? Because I had I a little... Us, go ahead, go ahead. No, um, sorry. I had a little something that I was doing where I would like have this little rant. I would mm-hmm. come home in my kitchen, talk about how like I don't feel like cooking. <laughs> and like then and then, like I saw a couple of people out and they were like, we look forward to that. Like what happened to it? Because I would just like talk shit about the day and they'd be mm-hmm. like, listen, you don't feel like cooking. And I would come back and be like, okay, I picked up Cuban food. There you go. You know what I mean? And I would like run my mouth about it or like talk about the uh-huh. day. And like and I had little rants. And then there were times like I would write rants about the day or whatever was mm-hmm. current. And I would put like little checks, you know what I mean, using my, you know, right. uh, emojis or whatever. And, um, you know, I had people, hey, we like that, we like that. So I found that people are still readers. Mm-hmm. People still like to read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People so want the deets. They want the they details. They want to read. I was yeah. like, oh, people are still readers. I was yeah. like, okay. So I guess I kind of like bounce around, you know, here and there, like seeing what really works and right. just what's really going to stick. Um and I think because really you're so it. talkative, I think it would be dope. Oh, fuck, I talk so much. It's because I'm just saying that's what. Look, my man Joe Rogan, who's like one of my like, he's like, I can honestly say in this podcasting game, he's one of those people besides like Charlemagne and Joe Buttons and and um, my man um, Tax. I looked at all those those guys as like the people I look towards. Like that's the kind of podcast I want to do. Okay. I want to do interviews okay. and stuff like that. Okay, okay. And Joe Rogan is a very famous comedian. Do you like the Bodega Boys? The Bodega Boys is great. Okay, I got into them late. Don't and me too. Don't, I'm late too. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, look, I'm late. Jesus and Merle were like, and then also my my girl, she can't stop watching them. She's always like, "Yo, can we watch the show?" And I'm be like, "Yo, can I wonder?" Okay, fuck it. All right, put the shit yeah, on. Yeah, they, they have a real like, fuck it. Yeah, they got a real and thing I, and about because like they, they have that chemistry. They, neither one of them are comedians. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them are, are entertainers in any kind of part. They just two guys Running from the mouth. block who run their mouth for talking about what's going on. Everybody wants a piece. And my theory on you is that you have the gift of gab, plus you're, you're, you have the ability to know what's funny, what's not funny. Okay. And, you know, maybe you give it a try one day. I'm, so just, I'm just throwing it out there. You're just throwing it out. So you would like me to start a podcast. Yep, and then I'll make you sign some paywork and pimp you out and put you on it and put, take care of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so, you have, just so you know. Look, I'm going to have a podcast. He doesn't even know about it. <laughs> he goes to show you. <laughs> I'll be up there like. Where you been? She, she thought she was going to do this. I have copyright infringement right now. No, no where you been? <laughs> I've had a podcast for two years now. Where have you been? You serious? Yeah. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, no. If, I'm like, if finally happened, I screwed up an interview. Damn it. He looks so sad because he's like, nah, because I'm checking on every level. Where are you at? And you are not on podcast. Yeah, yo, right. okay, so I usually, whenever I do an interview with somebody, I do the roundabout is what I call a roundabout. I mm-hmm. do a clear, I do a, a straight shot of your entire Instagram so I can see what everything is going mm. on. So I know what you're doing mm. and somewhat, somewhat. And then I if I see you, if I see anything on Facebook, I'm like, okay, this is what she's doing. I usually do stalk the people. I do some little bit of stalking, so I know what I'm talking about. I, I do need, a little stalking. I do a little but stalking. Instagram is all bullshit. That's just like my, that is my exterior for like what people want to see. Yes. You know, I'm not really telling y'all when I'm like at Target. I'm not really telling y'all when I'm crying and I got a divorce from my husband. I'm not you really travel telling y'all. a lot though. <laughs> I'm messing with y'all. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram I'm not really says, telling y'all I got a dog. Yeah, Instagram says you travel. Instagram says to me you travel a lot. You do a yeah. lot of traveling. Do I? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I guess. I. I. I Where have I you been? So. And what was your favorite place when it came down to food? Ooh. Um, where have I been? Okay. So I've been fortunate to say that comedy has taken me around. Okay. So I've been Did you to, do the Chitlin circuit? Well, I've been to, and this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. I've been to Germany. Damn. I've been to Amsterdam twice. 
twice I've been to London. Black people go there twice. Go there once. <laughs> ah, I went, I, yep, twice. Um, I've been to Sandro Pay. Uh, huh? I've been to Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And that that was for I'm sorry, not Sandro Pay. What the hell am I talking? Uh, about? I've been there, but no, Saint Croix. My bad Saint for Croix. comedy. Saint Croix. Okay. What am I saying? Um, uh, I've been to Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And then in the United States. So I've had the pleasure of getting to islands and, like, being overseas to do comedy. Passport heavy, as they say. Like, so that, that again, like, getting back to being flattered, mm-hmm. like, that is flattering. And my experience in Germany mm-hmm. was so dope, and, and London, because... Mm-hmm. Like, they appreciated the black woman so much. You know what I mean? Mm. I remember the girls, like, oh, my God. I remember, like, had, like, my DVDs of, like, you know, the Shatara show. And, mm. you know, I had my, like, you know, product to sell, my T-shirts. And, like, they were just supporting. Like, they loved it. They were such charming people. You nice. know, um, Germany, I, I did that military base over there. And um, Amsterdam, I mean, being able to, to get out there mm-hmm. and to bring your comedy is, like, wow. Like, my comedy is worldwide. Got it. How does, I mean, wait, wait, wait. So how did that feel to be in those places? And you, like your, your comedy is worldwide, but how did it feel to to get that reaction from the people in that moment? Were you just like, "What the fuck? Where the fuck am I at right now?" Um, no, it, it's it, it's like they they're not New York City, obviously. Yeah. So if I'm coming and I'm talking about issues of you know I don't have kids and you know yeah. I don't I don't want no kids and yeah. ugh, you know. <laughs> Guess what? That carries over into another country. That's Mm -hmm. just women in general. You find that commonality. Right. If I'm talking about, you know, coming from a big family and, you know, uh, just certain issues Mm -hmm. in the household, you know, um, if I talk about just being a woman, I mean, whatever. That is a worldwide topic. Right. 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 You know. um, How do you feel about like the Me Too movement and everything? Anybody have time for that? <laughs> Shit, you saw me just with this man walk by. Ooh, he's hot. Um, how do I how do I feel about the Me Too movement? Because I had to ask the question. Because now you're going into you're talking about women so many, and yeah, women yeah, and women. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, in terms of the comedy carrying over, you yeah. know, that's really what it is. So like to come over there and to talk about you know who you are and what makes you you. Mm-hmm. That's great because guess what? You're talking to other. Let's say people. Let's take women out of the. You right, know, right, right, right. We're talking to people who can relate to yes. your topics, and they think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You think it's funny too. Word, word. And that's really what it is. I'm not. I don't have closed-minded. You mm-hmm. know, you have to be from the U.S. to understand where I'm coming from. Yo, so you, so you becoming more of like a citizen of the world, kind of in a way. I, I would like to do more of it. So right. you know, traveling is a big thing for you. I, I love, I love to get out. I would like to do more of it. I, I would like you. to do more of it. That's Absolutely. dope, yo. I never met anybody who's been to Central Bay. I don't think. Well, not. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. I went on a Mediterranean cruise. Cruise. So okay. I got. I went to um, shit. I saw Leaning Tower of Pisa. I saw. Um, Shit, we were at the Vatican. I never even we went to Amsterdam twice, which is really crazy. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that woke up a whole other side of me. I was like, <laughs> I totally forgot that I'm into this life right here. Yeah, they had a hard time getting me out the fitting room in uh, H&M. H- Rihanna was playing, and every song was my song. They were like, ma'am, are you okay in there? Ma'am, are you okay in there? And I just couldn't stop dancing. <laughs> I was high as a kite. The <laughs> roll be high as a kite. Yeah, those, those days. Those were good days. So, so wow. the Me Too movement. Me Too movement we're talking about, yes. I feel like every listen. I, I like a little sexual harassment. 
<laughs> oh Lord, and, and and there we go. Now you know the truth, everyone. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. All jokes aside, I do not dismiss these men for being skeeves. But since yes. we were young girls, ladies, we know men have been skeeves. Like it's nothing new. I'm men sorry to say it. Um, just oh. by nature, they're they're skeeves. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember being in the seventh grade, coming out of Benjamin Franklin, and grown <laughs> men honking yes. their horns, yes. honk honk. I remember grown men honking their horn and looking at it like, yo, I'm in the seventh grade. Like, wow, that is disgusting. I'm just telling <laughs> you, I really remember disgusting. that. Yeah, I know. I, I know. remember that. I every, understand. Every girl has that moment where they remember, like, you know, yeah. being at an age and like a grown man looking at you in that way, and you yeah. just have that moment, like, oh, uh. <laughs> Ladies listening, you know you've been there before. This mm-hmm. is nothing new. So I'm mm-hmm. not dismissing men for being skeeves. However, you just have to be the type of woman to check a motherfucker when he needs to be checked. Right, right, right. And I'm sorry that, you know, the one thing these women all have in common with the Me Too movement is they mm-hmm. all have ambition in common. Yes, That's one do. thing they all have in common. Yes. None of them are talking about Me Too, talking about they worked at Costco Word. and Jimmy took his dick out. Mm-hmm. No. They took, Jimmy took his dick out. Jimmy it, took his dick out because you were on the, you were trying to get on the stage or trying to be out here, and Jimmy took his dick out and said, "You you gonna do this or you're not getting on the right, stage?" Right, right. But my point is that these yeah. women were not on a low level, right, um, right, right, of right. you know trying to make it. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to Bill Cosby's house, I know what the fuck time it is. Whoa. I'm not eating pudding pops and I'm not having anything to drink. I'm gonna mm-hmm. bring my own Capri Sun and I'm not drinking any of his juice. <laughs> <laughs> but I know why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what the hell? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in Hollywood. This is what I'm here for. Why does he invite me to his house? Yes. You know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, with a lot of... And I'm... Hey, listen. He's a skeeve. He likes to sleep with women who are not conscious. That's a whole other type of fetish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been asleep. And, you know, your man try to, you know, hit you on the shoulder. He wakes you up at the least, ladies. But, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That was... That, I don't... I don't... So... I think it's terrible. So it's... Te- so so men are skeeves. You know, mm-hmm. we get this part. And I just feel sorry for women who don't have the oomph to really, you know, smack a man's hand or, mm-hmm. you know... Be like, fuck it, I don't need this job, and march to whatever office they need to, you know, and, and instead of saying something 20 years later. Mm. Like, that must be, you know, something that really, like, that has to hurt, you mm. know? So I'm not saying that I have no empathy. You know, I'm being silly, obviously, when mm. I say, you know, we like a little sexual harassment. Mm. But, like, you to be a woman, especially to be attractive and have ambition, you got to have tough skin. Yes, you do. Because I'm going to tell you, the fact that men are skeevy, women use that to work in their favor. Mm. Hence the fact that, Cheerleaders exist. What what are cheerleaders for? <sighs> okay. Half naked on the back. You get what I'm saying? So we can go on and on. About I don't even this. have a comment back for that one because I, I, when I thought to, about yeah. it, like, what do we yeah. need cheerleaders Think for? Think about it. Yo? Think about like, it. So, really so, women, so we, you know, what I'm saying? there's money on the other end of being a right. cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many girls are being groomed to be, you know, cheerleaders for? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be an NBA cheerleader. I'm gonna be an NFL cheerleader, and I'm 17 years old. Huh? What do you think she's going for? You know, she's catering to men who are fucking skeevy. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, not because her mom is going to be in the crowd every time cheering for her. No, you know. I remember many a day looking at the women and being like, okay, we're just going to subject them at this point. We're not even looking at them. as We're just looking at them that they're just hot. So that's the only reason why we're looking at them at this point. I mean, hey, listen. You ever go to a bar mm-hmm. and the waitress has her breast really pushed up to her chin? Yeah, because for more tips. That's what I always thought Okay. It was. So do you think she's going to yell harassment when she looks at her wallet and she has $300 extra dollars? No. And we're not even talking about a strip club. I'm just talking no. in a regular old bar. Exactly. You get what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. do you think she's marching saying me too? And that man who, you know, mm. talked to her all crazy? <laughs> no, he's not. So she's using his skeeve to work in her favor. Oh, that's one of my best customers. Gotta go. Right. And she's marching her little happy I've seen that. I've seen that too. plenty of times. Plenty of times. I'll be talking to the bartender mm-hmm. and then they'd be like, oh, hold on. Be right back. Mm-hmm. They don't come back for like an hour. Yes, Maybe more. My they, best customer. And they've been over there in that corner over there talking to that dude. I guess he's been shipping out the dollars, you know what I mean? Gotta, gotta go to table two. It's wild. Uh, it, so. The game is wild. So have you seen it affect 
Have you seen that effect in comedy, in, in the comic world? I mean, it's, um, men are a little more, you know, cautious, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't interacted with men who have been, you know, out blatantly, like, disrespectful, putting their hands on me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, thank goodness. Right. I would hope that I don't have that energy where a man feels like, yeah, uh-huh, she'll go for that. <laughs> you don't strike me as the type of lady that's, you know, like, that's even a possible I thought. Don't, uh, but but guess what? You know, people attract kind of what they're going for. So, right, right, right. Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't. So far, a lot of the men I work with have been gentlemen. Uh, blessings. I, I will say that. They have been gentlemen. Blessings. Um, you know, throughout my career. And I have a lot of good things to say about a lot of the men because it is a male-ran business right, that right, I'm, right. I'm working in. Yes. You know? Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of great things to say. And then, you know, I've seen some shady shit, too. But it, it, it's not even worth me, you know, putting it into the realm of, like, you know, being a big part of my career. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? So when did, when did so you, you went through the process of being a woman, starting in, in the comedic world, mm. developing yourself. You've seen things. You saw, you talked to people and everything. What kind of advice did you get early on as you were going through not just as a, as a woman as a comedian, mm -hmm. but just a comedian, period, that mm -hmm. really helped sh Ooh. change a lot of things, Ooh. shape things for All right. you. So I had one comic, mm -hmm. quite a few. Remember I would tell you I would come to these shows and yeah. I just want to get stage time and they'd be like, nah, you can't get on tonight. Yeah, nah, yeah, you know. yeah, you get and the flim flam. And then after a while, I just remember like uh, Capone would put me on and Talon would put me on mm -hmm. and it was like they just saw me like I was always in your face, like I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> and these were like hard-ass rooms to yeah. get on. You know, I was like, you know, are you sure you want to get on? Yeah, you know. Uh -huh. I, I wasn't scared. That's one thing. Even if you ask them about me today, they was, mm. Shatara wasn't scared. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like as nervous, I admit, they may have seen me bomb many a time. But, <laughs> and even like Bob Sumner, like, yeah. God, I love him. When I tell you, I have so much love for that man. Mm -hmm. um, they've just watched me grow. And I do remember when I, you know, started off, I was in college and I was mm. kind of like back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I remember a comic saying to me, and this is a grown man, mind you, mm. you know, the only way you're really going to make it is, you know, you got to do this full time. You're not serious if you're not doing it full time. Oh, you're not serious. You know, like basically saying like you need to quit whatever job you have and you need to be here like you know, hitting this hustle, like, night and day. Instead of just saying, wow, you just graduated college. Good for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now looking back, looking back, yeah. this fucker was renting a room somewhere, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. trying to stay for comedy. Exactly. And I look back at that, and I'm like, how dare he? Hey. <laughs> I've met a lot of people who are like, you're not serious about anything unless you're all the way in it. But who's to say I'm not in? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as far as I'm concerned, when you have the theory of a starving artist, mm -hmm. that's a choice. Yes, it is. I like to eat. I like to eat, too. I like to eat, too. I like to see my refrigerator stocked you with know, shit. And, and I don't want to sound like a, a spoiled American when we say right. this, but, you know, if I have to work at CVS, the midnight shift, mm -hmm. in the pharmacy... You know, like whatever, you know, just because I need to make sure that I have X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. you know, put my hand here, whatever. There's a, it's a hustle. Life is survival of the fittest. You don't have to be starving artists. Now, mm -hmm. however you get there is mm -hmm. how you get there. Right, It's right. really to each his own. But, you know, I just feel like how am I to tell you how you're going to make it? Like, and I feel like a lot of people try to tell me, you know, to let go of certain things that was helping me progress. Mm. And I'm like... Good thing I didn't listen to any of them. Because <laughs> you have been a starving artist to the next power, you know. And that's just, I think a lot of people get that confused. Don't romanticize a starving artist's life. It's not as pretty as it may seem. It is rough. I mean, some people have to starve. To yes. Get, I mean, I love these American Idol shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, you know, the dude who was homeless in New York and the cardboard. And, mm -hmm. you know, now he's here to sing and then he wins. Mm -hmm. And he, 
some people have some great stories. Mm-hmm. Started from the bottom, now we're here. But let's talk about all the ones that have great stories but never get their stories told. That's true. There are many, 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 many yes. of those. Many of those. Yes. I always tell people, like, you got to, unfortunately, sometimes this game is hopscotch. You got to one foot in, one foot out. One foot in sometimes because you got to get paid. And it's not always pretty. If you got an Uber, you got an Uber. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Uber back then. Yeah. <laughs> if we had Uber back then, it might have been a different story. But a lot of people didn't have Uber back circa nine, circa 05, 06, 07, even 08. Niggas didn't have that. We had to do, it was basically like, yo, get a job. Or a cab. Or a cab. $80 for $80, that cab. $80, $80, $80. miles away. <laughs> <laughs> or or your punk ass was basically stuck. Yeah, yeah. we and lived in a town. You it, had to have a car. Yeah, and it was like you don't. It doesn't work like that now. But see, mm-hmm. things have changed. People move. People move on the internet. And we were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. about how you know Instagram has changed the, to the landscape of of, uh, of the comedic world. And now it's it's gotten to the point now where it's like you got to be a writer. Mm-hmm. You get yourself on a writing show, or you got to produce your own show and put it on YouTube. And and make something of it where you get enough on YouTube. And these days, a lot of creators that are on YouTube are not making enough money because YouTube has changed as far as how you get paid out. Mm-hmm. And it makes it difficult for creators to create different things because the the level of the level of getting things done on this on these shows and then trying to get sponsorship has changed. That landscape has changed. It's difficult on a certain point. Well, I beg to differ only because I feel like creativity has no limits. That's what okay. I tell the kids at the hospital. Mm-hmm. The best thing about creativity, there's no limitation to it. Right. right you know what right. I mean? Like, if you want to <laughs> use your imagination, there's no limit. Yeah. So with that being said, the one thing that social media has done that I've noticed with people, mm-hmm. people who want a piece of the the, 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 the limelight, the, you know, what do you call it, the clout, mm-hmm. I don't, whatever it is, mm-hmm. people are creating their own shit. It's their just own like, lanes, like, yes. like, we are, like, we're not waiting for the Oscars to... to um, to honor us. Yeah. You know, even as black people, I don't know if you've paid attention these past two years to the movement that we've had. Mm-hmm. We have been celebrating each other and we've been using social media in such a way mm. that we didn't wait for Mr. Grammy, Mr. Oscar, you know, Mr. White Man, so to speak, to do any of that for us. Mm-hmm. We picked it up and we did it ourselves, whether it be through music videos, whether it be through hashtags, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be through Wakanda Forever, whether mm. it be through Black Wakanda Girl Forever. Rock, yes. Black Girl Magic. I mean, we are picking up our own pace and we are doing it for ourselves. So social media has given us that outlet to not wait for the sponsors, not wait for, I mean, hell, you even have, um, uh, what is that, GoFundMe, you know, if you really want to. You know, like, there's really no limit to what you can get out there. And you got to think, this is really what it comes down to. What are you doing it for? What do you really want to do it for? So if you're somebody who's, you know, I really want a music video, I really want to get it out there, then guess what? You go to the curb, people are shooting their video with their phone, because these phones are very, very advanced, Mm -hmm. super classy. You got $700 in your hand, sir. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with I'm cool with the phones. Uh, I'm yeah. just telling you. Look yeah. at you. You're out here. Look, you're creating. Yeah, did, yeah, you, I'm, did you wait? Did NBC no. call you today? No, to no, say? no, no, no. You know what I, I mean? went to I went to I went to work. I said if I can't, I'm nobody's gonna give me this lane. I gotta take it myself. But that's what I'm saying. Right, so right. Everybody's creating their own, and that's why it's for me. It can be very overwhelming because once upon mm. a time, as a comedian, I did something that was different. Mm. Once upon a time, what I did was like out the box. Like you do mm. what? And now everybody's like, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. And I'm like, okay, you know, hey, if you say so. Right, right. You know, so, but even in that, just with videos, with movies, with um, dialogue, with uh, documentaries, wh- whatever it is, you can get your stuff out there and 
whoever you consider to be the masses, then that's what you do it for. Mm. That's on you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. even, but guess what? Same thing, like I can say to you, I don't have a podcast, right? Right. But does that mean I'm not funny? Not at all. Does that mean that I'm not out here, like, doing your doing thing? Doing what I got to do? No. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, Dude, right. I met the guy from uh, the show Shameless, Peter. Right. His real name is Peter. He was the father in Shameless, angry. Mm. Me and him were chatting mm. in California. Regular conversation. Talked about how I was glad to see a black man have that role as, the, like, the very dominant father who was a good father to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We're having small talk. We are chatting it up, right? He wasn't crazy about social media like that. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hit me up, whatever, whatever. Dude. Just because he wasn't, you know, so relevant in social media, which he is, but just because he wasn't, it didn't mean that he didn't get that acting role. Very true. <laughs> it didn't take away the fact very, that, very you true. know, he's not on Channel 5 playing the alien. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, it's, 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 it's crazy. We live in a time where people are around our age, right? Okay. We don't put the same credence on social media as... Maybe I like that a, word, credence. May, Go for may, it. Give it to me now. Maybe as a kid who is 24, 23 years old. And it's because we grew up in a different time. That's why I'm happy that I I have my foot in to that time and space of, I know what it is to pick up a dictionary. I know what the Dewey Decimal System is. (laughs) I know what a TI-82 calculator is. Okay, I know what that is. I still can't use them, but go ahead. But you get I'm (laughs) I'm glad that we use that part of our brain where I'm not, yo, dude, if I leave my phone in the car, don't get me wrong, I'm looking for it. I'm having a little heart attack, but I can get through the day. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I talk to people. I can get through the day. You know? Um, I, and, I, and guess what? And if I didn't get a chance to tell the world what I did today, mm-hmm. I still had a good day. It's, okay, so I got I gotta something to say about that. Give okay. it to me. All right. So it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing. I used to be really big on Facebook. Like, big. Like, everyone, people would walk past and say, hey, I seen you on Facebook. I saw your comments. Like, I'd be in a barbershop. They saw my stuff. And it wasn't, I was locally big. I wasn't nobody important, at, not even in, in the least. Mm-hmm. But I used to talk about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Then one day, I started realizing, like, Facebook people became too much. Mm-hmm. It became too much about everybody's everything. Overwhelming. And it, I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so I left Facebook for a long time, for did, damn near almost a year. Did you go to the sunken place? <laughs> I think I went to the sunken place. <laughs> I went to the sunken place called Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You went to another sunken place. Wait, I was at Instagram. You like, went to Pinterest. I was like, oh, deeper, deeper, oh, deeper, deeper. Pictures, pictures, I all the time. It. Pictures. It's picture day every day. Yeah, so it was pictures all the it. time. So I got caught up in face. I got caught up in the Instagram world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I tried to come back to this this Facebook, Facebook? world. Try to relieve myself of Instagram for a little while. Just do some Facebook. Just. Mm-hmm. And what happened was before that it was Twitter. I was in. I was heavily into Twitter at one point. Like I was tweeting all the time. Okay. I learned that. All three of these social medias, one thing they're going to do to you is they're going to pull you. You're going to know too much about too many people that it's going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. You're either not doing enough at night because everybody else is doing something when you look on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you know too much about a person's day because you're looking on Facebook and they just going into a 30-paragraph rant that mm-hmm. I've done myself. Mm-hmm. Or you are just got too many people's thoughts coming through on, mm-hmm, on, on Twitter mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, I, I, I want to respond. I wouldn't respond. Yeah, what are you yeah. saying? Uh-huh. What I found is, uh-huh. if we don't, like you say, if you left your phone in the car uh-huh. and you wouldn't mind it, uh-huh. you can you can live, right? Uh-huh. I didn't. I I I hadn't done that for so long uh-huh. that I began to get so immersed that it became like the first thing I was doing when I woke up in the morning. Immersed. I like that word. I became totally caught in that damn uh-huh. thing. 
Then one day, my homegirl E, shout out to E, she was like, Hey E. She's like, Brian, you've got to unplug. Oh, you got to unplug. I didn't understand what she meant. Mm-hmm. She was like, go for an entire month with no social media. Mm-hmm. No Instagram, no nothing. Nothing. So I did it. Mm-hmm. It was fucking scary. Did your skin get good? Did you clear up real nice? <laughs> I didn't know what How the fuck happened to me. I didn't know what the fuck happened to me. I was looking around like, mm-hmm. okay, what's going on? Oh, you, Why you felt lost What are you talking sauce? about? What are you guys talking about? You guys talking about that? And I realized my constant need for human connection, my connection with anybody, even mm-hmm. if I'm sitting on a couch, mm-hmm. had become so overwhelming mm-hmm. that I began to lose a sense of myself. Mm-hmm. And I can feel I'm falling back into that now because mm-hmm. now I need social media for everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That I need to do it. Now, I, now social media becomes an hourly thing, an hour thing once a day. Mm-hmm. Today was the first day that in a long time where I didn't check it mm-hmm. from like 11 o'clock in the, in the daytime. Mm-hmm. To probably until right before we got on. And okay. that's the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't check it because I just didn't need to get involved. That's good. And Did you lose weight? I mean, you feel better? Is I like felt better about myself. Like Your I, spirit I, is Yeah, clean. yeah. I got hair actually growing on my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. No, but all I'm saying is it's, it's, I feel what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I feel that... We are becoming, a, our generation and even the generation underneath us are, mm-hmm. we're becoming so plugged in that we are becoming, we're going to have to need a Neo sooner or later to get us unplugged. But kids today, from what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. this is all they know. So yes. that's what I mean when I say I'm so happy I have my foot, you know, in right. and out. Right, where right. I, I know what it is to not have this stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So I appreciate it and I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. However, um, dude, I appreciate having dinner and sitting across from, you know, people and making conversation and making eye contact and seeing you laugh instead of LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, I appreciate some of that simple stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I find when I'm with people, I find it rude when I do take my phone out. So I always, like, excuse me, I got to, like, answer email, like, excuse me for a minute. I try yeah. to make sure I put it away. Um, and I feel the same way. If I'm out with somebody, like, you know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's rude, like, right. to sit on your phone. And sometimes I watch couples sit at restaurants, <laughs> and they, like, have their head down. And you're right. like, man, they've been married for a long time. And they just haven't said anything to each other the whole time. <sighs> and I'm just like, wow. I, I've, I've gone out, and I do street shooting in New York. I've mm-hmm. done street shooting in, over here in this area extensively. Mm-hmm. And I always catch people mm-hmm. on their phones. Like, mm-hmm. they're always, you be sitting there, they're always like this. Mm-hmm. They're always sitting I'm like, mm-hmm. yo. There's a whole world going on around you. Just pick your head up. Have you ever seen the show on Netflix called Black Mirror? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I don't. I can't watch that. Shit freaks me out too much, Dude, man. Dean Edwards, mm-hmm. my boy. Hey, Dean. Yeah. Dean was like, we were talking about this whole social media thing, right. and he was like, you gotta watch Black Mirror, uh, season one, episode nine. Whatever the case may be, this what? was the girl who like needed a certain amount of like yeah, life yo, to that get one, the house. That's and it the was, one. Like, equivalent that's, to a credit yo, score. Yo, if you guys have not seen that episode, mm. my god, that's yo. Yeah, that, that episode tripped, right? freaked me out so bad. I was like, yo. And this is and and it was like it went in according to her like popularity and her likes was like equivalent to like her credit score to get into this right. you know condo complex. Yeah, and she was like sold on. And then she tried to like link in and she like turned into like a bit of an opportunistic woman, mm-hmm. you know, trying to link in with the right people who, you know, their scores were high and they maintain a 756. And yeah. but it was all about your social circle and mm-hmm. like, how are you seen amongst your friends? And it mm-hmm. was like, are we like that? <laughs> 
It may that show will make you examine everything about yourself and what you do and what how you feel. It's just and that one episode had me thinking like, mm-hmm. yo, man, how often am I checking my phone? Like I'm looking at my phone, like, wait a minute, am mm-hmm. I checking my phone? And every remember time? she was like taking a picture of her coffee yeah. and like sent it and then like the one guy he got fired. So mm-hmm. anyway, it, good show. It's 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 like okay. So it's like Twilight Zone. Of course. It's like and, a, and, and I don't want to get to I guess we got into the social media talk, we're talking a whole lot. Sorry. But it's, it's it's a lot. But it's Sorry. like it's like I said, sometimes I will po- as a photographer, I'll post pics. It doesn't get a lot of likes. Mm-hmm. I either eat that or let it eat or let it or or I archive it or pull Does it, it off. Does it bother you? Because they it, said that it, I'm sorry, cut ahead. you off. Um, I was reading something and it said that basically a sense of depression does come from social media, right? Mm-hmm. So when people get likes for certain pictures, endorphins are built up in the system, which are happy hormones. So if you are lacking, you know, let's say those likes, Mm -hmm. then your endorphins aren't built up. There is a sense of sadness and depression that can come from someone who is consecutively like posting pictures online and not getting the certain responses. People do get happy. You know what I mean? It is a gratification. They do feel. That's crazy because I definitely have felt Uh like not getting a lot of like trying to figure out why I have this many followers but I only get this many likes and been like am I like it's am I not am I fucking shit up something like, no it, it, it weirded me out at first because I'm like okay I got all these followers but like only 15 people even like this bitch like I don't what like and it, it was a weird feeling because my own insecurities you want to be like even when we were in high school you want to be liked. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be hated. No yeah, one this wants. Is true. And I watched Thirteen Reasons Why. I watched both seasons. Okay. And I understood all these kids. Like I didn't pick. I know all these kids when I was in high school. Thirteen Reasons Why. Which one is that? You've not seen. Oh yeah. Is that the kid who took their life? That's the kid who took their life. Left tapes and it was. Oh crazy. yeah, I heard about that. See, that's like me going back to work. So I don't. I don't really want to go to my nine to five. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, so, on. but it, it was like this. <laughs> Damn it. And it was. Damn it was. It was. You get to this point where you're just like you're looking at it and you're mm-hmm. saying to yourself, yo. But it becomes like people that you know for years. Okay, everybody and, plays a character. And you're just like you're and and you're just like looking at your your social media like yo y'all don't fuck with what I'm doing y'all not trying to support like even when I post something about this podcast or something like that mm-hmm. I'm like yo you don't like a pic you don't repost it like <laughs> what's up I feel like I've 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 done I've done um I've done interviews with people and then they didn't post it they didn't promote it they mm-hmm. didn't push it mm-hmm. and I was starting to feel like yo what the fuck. But then you have to realize mm-hmm. they have a life, they have a schedule. They just not might be on it. You just don't know. See. And I had to pull myself back and realize like not everybody is going to be on it like you. Not everybody is going to care about the same thing you care about. Because I like Star Wars. <laughs> I like I like Star Trek. Shit like that. People don't care about that shit. But then, but then, yeah. But then you you too you want the gratification. Yes. Um, yeah. You and do. That, and you know, but like, I I agree because I know mm. for me. I'll post a picture of, you know, being out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm about my little outfits and, you know, I'm cheesing, <laughs> whatever. And I have a slew of likes, right? Mm-hmm. Then I post, hey, I'll be here next Tuesday. Come out. Mm-hmm. And you got like seven people. And it's like, what happened? So, so let me, oh, everybody wants to see my ass. That's what it is. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. it's the ass pics. Oh, yeah. so, that, so that's what it is. Mind yeah. you, I'm just being silly. I don't have ass pics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have that. Everyone's going to be going to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the guys are going to do like, She's hot, bro. <laughs> What's going on? Let me go to her shit. <laughs> like people's in butt. <laughs> <laughs> the no. creeps are out. Go ahead. Yeah, they're always out. But no, I just I do notice that sometimes you know it'll be a, a picture, something just very random, mm-hmm. and that'll get a 
big bang. And I look and I, sometimes I'm surprised, like, oh, wow. Mm. And then it'll be like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be here, blah, 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 blah. And to mm. me, that's a lot bigger, you know? Right, right. And then it'll be like, oh, okay, you know. And then some people will tell me, oh, yeah, I saw it. I'm going to try to make it. You know, so they don't they don't look at, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm doing or I see you. I see you. Oh, OK. So I can't really clock other people. Yeah, I've I've and the, the more I've put it's, it's a scary thing when you put yourself out there like you did. Mm-hmm. But you've been doing it for so long. You put yourself out there. So you're a little more comfortable probably than me. But I'm putting myself out there in a level where I'm giving I'm putting together this kind of content. And it's. It's all subjective to someone else's opinion about how they feel about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm giving you. I'm giving you content, both from the photography from point of view mm-hmm. and from this point of view. Mm-hmm. Kicking that flavor in your ear. And if you don't like it, you can just and that, curb. And, and that's what it is with people. You yeah. Know. And I, I just, you know, and you think this person's going to support you because you've known them since, since you guys were in a playpen. And they don't give not a shit about what you're doing. But, but let me ask you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to get all philosophical on you. <laughs> But this is a good question. Yeah. If you could have it your way, right. when it comes to social media mm-hmm. and the responses that you get versus the responses you don't get, get right. how would it be for you? If I could get the responses that I... <sighs> if you could have it your way, what would it be? Tomorrow, you wake up, you have your phone, boom. What, what are you looking at? The dude from the crib? Mm-hmm. He's liking all your shit? Is that what you want? Or I would want, I would want somebody with some real influence to like my stuff. Okay. The simple reason why is because sometimes you want those people who are in your business, mm-hmm. the gratification of knowing that you've been accepted by your peers is a little bit of a difference than just in Johnny or Jerry over there liking your stuff. Johnny and Jerry are just subjective. They, they're going to like it because maybe they like it just because of you. They probably haven't even listened to your podcast, okay. but because you're doing it, they'll like it. But if someone who is doing the podcasting thing and is literally like moving and shaking and they like your stuff mm-hmm. it's a different kind of a gratification i'm sure if like okay let's say tracy morgan and let's see tracy morgan and um oh god cedric the entertainer mm-hmm. sitting in the crowd mm-hmm. and they're the first person to stand up and cheer you on and you killed their set mm-hmm. I know it's a different kind of gratification than if Mo, Larry, and Curly are sitting there and they're like, yo, your shit was hot, chick. Well, Mo, Larry, and Curly are kind of popular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I see now I, I can't really compare the two because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, especially in comedy, I appreciate those people who are there. Mm-hmm. So I did like a show some time ago and there was like this big supposed like industry, like music industry, you know, mogul there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, come and have a drink with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, but you know, I got to take pictures and you know, there's some people here or whatever. Right. Nah, you know what I mean? They don't got money. They not, you know, mm-hmm. nothing come with me. And I said, are you serious? <laughs> just because these people are here, I uh. fucks with these people. Right, right, right. You know, I'm wanna, I want to hug people. I want to come out like, mm-hmm. I'm no better than y'all. Hey, thank you for coming out. Like, that's who I really am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it was Cedric or whether it was, you know, Rashida from down the block or, you know, Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that, every, you know, I'm happy. I appreciate mm-hmm. everybody's like, No, I, I do appreciate everybody, but it's a different feeling is what I'm saying. I, yeah, it's a different, and don't get me wrong. It's, mm. you know, oh, wow. Like, especially if you tell me, like, you know, Eddie Murphy's at your show. Like, Come on, I, I'm, I, I'm just saying. I look up know, to Eddie Murphy, yeah. You know I mean? But then if you're like, but, but you know, your cousin from, you know, Harlem showed up too. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be like, well. No, no, no. I did what you say. No. Nah. Your cousin from Harlem showed up. And you gotta, you, you, gotta, you wanna give them, you want him to rock just as hard. Hell yeah, you wanna, you wanna, yeah. my point is that you wanna appreciate everybody evenly and equally. Mm-hmm. 
Because um, let me tell you something. Cedric and Eddie may not be, you know what I mean, at those 72 shows down the road. <laughs> <laughs> because, because of Raheem because from of Raheem, Raheem. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. I yeah. dig yeah. it. So, you know, it's it. just, it's just you just got to be humble no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in this case, when it comes to making people laugh, and, you know, I know that without them, there is no show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like a no-brainer. Like, so I got some nerve acting some way. I'm just happy y'all are here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had a good point I was going to make, but I totally forgot. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, was I think I think the point, the point, is, the point is just basically... You have to remain humble, and no matter what, mm-hmm. you have to be. You have to give the same energy you would give to somebody who's up here, mm-hmm. way above, and somebody mm-hmm. who's just. You gotta give the same energy to someone who's down there, mm-hmm. who's not, who's not up there. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that. I yeah. think it's just some days, it's it's hard because I think sometimes people who know you. Mm-hmm. Will be the least person to fuck with you. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. Okay, okay, hold on, okay, go ahead. Got it. <laughs> got it. Do you know how long I've been doing comedy? You got that part, right? Right. Do you know how many people that I come across that have known me for years that I said I'm trying to get to one of your shows? I'm gonna make it one day to one of your shows. Oh, I was coming to that show, mm-hmm. and I always think if me getting on stage was mm-hmm. contingent upon that one person coming or said they were coming. You would never got. I there. would never got on stage. Yeah, you're right. You know how you know how many, and you know what, and it's never personal. Right, I, dude. I have somebody that's been tell. I have a group of let's say 19 people off the top of my head. I can name to you. Right. I'm still gonna get 20 shows. Where are you gonna be at? When are you coming here? <laughs> and I'm like, I was just there last week. You didn't post it. Yes, I did. You know oh. what I mean? So and and, and I just know it's not personal. Mm-hmm. People are living their lives. It's okay. It's not personal. But thank God I wasn't depending on you. To get on stage, because the point of the matter is, no matter what, I'm still doing this. Mm. You guess what? The point is that you coming didn't make such a difference that the show still went on. And that's how I feel about the podcast. I don't feel like that's if nobody, if nobody, if nobody even tunes in, I got one person tuning in. I did all right. That's yeah. why I never get down when, when I see my numbers not fly up at the roof or anything mm-hmm. like that. Or even when I, if I go and I shoot a whole bunch of shots and no one liked the pick or it, we got, only got 15 likes. Tag me in your picks next time. Right. And I didn't Remember. get, I will, mm-hmm. I will. And I didn't get it. And I was like, you know what? It don't matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is one person did it. Because I remember back in the day when I did my blog, mm-hmm. nobody was looking at that for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I just kept doing it, kept doing it, and people started to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, like, yo, I don't care if you got one person mm-hmm. or if you got 50 people. Mm-hmm. That one person that listened to you is just as important as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. If if that one person, it was Charlemagne the God or somebody like that who had some r- real kick and it could put you on with people and they showed you love and they're a peer, of your, you feel like they're your peer and they're showing you love. It's a different feeling, yes. But doesn't matter who that person really is. At the end of the day, you got one person to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I lost that, that feeling, mm-hmm. like you said, a while ago. Because I got jaded because I just felt like no one's ca- no one cared. That's honest. That's yeah. that's super, super honest of you. Yeah, I felt like no one cared, and I I pulled back because I was like, no one cares. No I'm, one cares. I, I feel like I'm a fucking loser. You know, like I'm this loser ass kid. And then Drake, was, Drake, stop Drake. <laughs> and then Drake, was, you're sounding kind of sensitive over there, Drake. And then there was this one. There was this one incident. I was I was dating this girl, and it was a sad situation. And one of her friends said to her, she's like, why are you dating that guy? He's a loser. He's never going to get out of Teaneck. Why would you Why would you deal with him? He's one of those fuck boys from Teaneck. He's never getting oh, out. Oh, wow. And I was like, where was the hate for this? Whoa. But it all goes to say that sometimes people that you thought were cool with you 
will shit on you behind closed doors, but you'll never know that and you can't worry about that. Because had I listened to them, mm-hmm. just like you had listened, if you had never gotten on stage because all those people didn't come, said they wouldn't come, never came, mm-hmm. I would never be here right now doing this with you. I would have never gotten out of my place and did all the things that I've done over my time, over this time. So I've done a lot. So it goes to show that you really, at the end of the day, you got to keep the same energy, bottom line. Yeah, and you got to do it for you. Yes. This is one area in life that you can be unselfishly selfish. Mm-hmm. It has to be about you. Yep. And of course, you know, I do this for my culture. Okay, we know that part. <laughs> and I do this for the people. <laughs> but it's really about you. What What's going to bring you joy? What's right, going to make you right. happy today? You know, right. is writing, doing your podcast, whatever. What's going to make me happy? Exactly. What's going to make me feel accomplished? Right. And, and you know what? And, and it's it's really, that's really what it is. That's really what it is. That's the reason why I did this. That's the reason why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. The reason why you're you're not just satisfied with being a woman who who is making a living as a comedian. You want to be someone who has done who who has quenched her thirst for creativity, and you mm-hmm. keep growing. Mm-hmm. And it's never ending. I admire that about you because I I didn't know this before we started this podcast, but as we've gotten to talk to you, you're really highly multifaceted, even more than I expected. Oh, thank so, you. So. Really, it's it's a it's a real joy, like to get to know someone again on that kind of scale, where they're not just somebody you know from high school who's doing her thing. You got yeah. to know them on a level. So I admire that. I respect you. that, yo, because not Thank a lot you. of people are are willing to. Most people want to stick to this and say, okay, what's the next thing I'm gonna do? You know, you are like, nah. And you didn't even mention anything about acting like that. It, you're like, nah. I got other plans. I want to. Oh, you want to be yeah. behind that. You want to really act, I, produce, produce. Comedy, yeah, like yeah. Like, Right. I mean, I just I'm a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So I have many decorations. Yes, I noticed that, man. And that's dope, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed that. I didn't want to say it, but I noticed it. So corny. <laughs> but I get it. Oh I completely understand. Christmas tree, there's so many ornaments it's here. So stupid. So many ornaments. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a lot to me. That's a lot. <laughs> is that, is that, is that like, is that always, is that like, have your siblings and your family noticed that about you, that you're just like, you're just never always going to get her completely figured out. There's a lot of things to her. I'm sure that they know that I am creative. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they know that I am someone who has an extremely big heart. Right, right. Like, I'm, I'm very giving. Mm. Like, and I, and I want to help. Like, I have a passion for helping. Ah. I have a sincere passion for helping. Um, and I'm, and I, and I just, I'm glad that I pay attention because the creativity is really, it's talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to brush it under the rug. Like it's not a big deal, but I'm also not trying to boast. I got you. You understand what I'm I saying? I got you. So I'm, I'm humble to know that like, you know, these great things have been lined up in my DNA. Like, thank God. Like, and I've listened to the callings, mm. you know, cause like I said, we can sit and watch a lot of people with all these different talents and we're like, shit, he would be excellent. Would he be good? Let, let him dance. Oh my God. Right. But I'm just so glad that like I, I'm paying attention and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. Cause I tell the kids at the hospital all the time, I go, listen, everybody has a talent. So, like, let's just say I'm sitting with a kid, and they are an amazing artist. I'm talking, mm-hmm. like, 11 years old, sketching some anime shit. And I'm like, wow. Like, do you take classes? And they're like, <laughs> and they're like no. They shrug their shoulders. No. 
I go, so you've never taken a class, you've never done anything for this. They go, no. And I go, see, now this was your God-given gift. Right. What you're doing, people have to pay money to take classes and learn. Not to say that, you know, you don't have room to grow, mm-hmm. but this is your gift. We all have a gift, and we have many of them, whether you're a mathematician, whether you're an architect, whether you have a gift to gab, you know, I, I'm comedy, but I have many, you know, other facets. I'm glad that I have gifts that I am actually honing on, you know, like I'm not, I'm not neglecting them. Yeah, I can tell. You're not neglecting the gifts and you're going for it. And for the, for a woman who's been in her, her field for such a long time to continue to go forward like you are, it's, it's never easy to take that time to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. This is this, I'm just going to continue to do this. Cause I know there had to be times in your, in, in this journey that you were just like, you know what, I got to fucking do something else. Cause this shit is not panning. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a beat-up business. You start mm-hmm. to look at yourself, and you're like, where am I? Like, mm-hmm. do I feel progress? Did where you am f- I going? Did you see anybody you started <laughs> out with start Fuck blowing? It. Oh, my God, so many people. Mm-hmm. I have so many so many people. There are people that have come after me that have, like, boom. I'm like, oh, shit. But I'm always, <laughs> but I'm always happy. Like, right. um, I saw my boy Corey Fernandez, and I remember mm-hmm. me and Corey, we were at a show in Harlem, and he approached me, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, I'm doing comedy, too, and da 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 And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Then, we, you know, we, we work together. Next thing right. you know... I turn on the freaking TV. Corey Fernandez is in everything. And he's, uh, what's that movie? Night Watch with Tracy Morgan and um, Bruce Willis. Mm. Is that the name of that? Either way, when I tell you, I saw he had like a lead role. When I tell you like celebrating, like I'm happy to see my peers like gotcha. bust out. Like it's never mattered. Like, oh, what about me? I'm Do you think like, that, served, that served you well to, to continue I'm to have so the relationships ex- that you've had in? Oh my God, I'm so excited for people. I don't think mm. people understand like how I'm like rooting for them. Right. Because I know that this is not easy. Mm-hmm. I know that giving up is, yo, I can quit tomorrow. I, I can go to bed tonight and be like, yo, I'm never coming back out to do comedy. Any shows I got booked, I'm just not coming. And then just go about and nobody's ever going to be like, hey, listen, there's no human resources department in this mm. shit. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody coming to get me. There's no corporate, there's no corporate cops coming to get you. Know, you. HR talking about you haven't been to work, you haven't been on stage. You know, nobody gives a shit. No, HR. She's you, been missing for months. Nobody gives, you know. We must find her. And I'm not saying nobody cares about me, but you understand, in this right. business, you have to have that want for you. You have yeah. to have the gumption. Because ain't nobody going to gonna go get it for you, but you, you got to go down and get right, it. Right, right, right. So, it. you know, do I think that me celebrating other people helps? Hell yeah. It, it keeps good energy. It serves you well in this game. It keeps good it energy. Well. Yeah, I, I've definitely realized that, like, you gotta to give it to the people. You gotta like, like I've learned to just give the respect and all. Hell yeah, there's been times where I've seen people who have done shit less than I have and blow. And I'm just like, fuck it. But I also realize that I have to give them their due. They just got their moment. And I'll have mine or whatever the case may be. But that competitiveness that you have, you have to learn how to turn it off and turn it on. And you got to be happy for the people that are around you that are doing well. Because if they can do well, that means you can too. Hell yeah. yeah and that's something that I had to learn because I used to be, I used to be a little angry. A little salty. I was like. You were that dude in the, in the corner with Belly? Probably. Remember the movie Belly? When DMX was like, what you, you, you over there mad? What you mad about? That was you? Yeah, oh, when they shoot no. that nigga naked and put him over there. Like, Remember over there. That? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, think, I hate when I make movie references and people are like, I don't know. Because I live in a TV movie world. Okay. I told my girl the other day, she didn't see Belly, and I was like, I, I kind of questioned the relationship with that point. I was yeah, like, yeah, you, you should think. Of, even when even when Cardi B talks about Belly in the in her song, she's yeah. like, we're more like Tommy and Keisha. Yeah, instead yeah. Of the, I, I think I'm like, she's a little too young to know that. I was like, so right away, I was like, she didn't write that. I was like, she didn't write that. She didn't write that. 
And then I thought, unless, you know, because what is she, 20? 24 almost. I, I was like, nah, that was before her. Then I thought, okay, maybe she was in the classics. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, or maybe, maybe she was know. fucking with an older dude. I well, was like, eh. Somebody, you know, there's people, there's kids who've never, like the other day, like I tell everybody, I saw the other day on YouTube, this kid had a reaction video of him listening to Nas. It was written for the first time. Mm. That the kid is going to explode. He was like, it's like, this <gasps> guy's, he's like, he's so real. He Lyrically. He lyrically. Like, I was telling this, I think I said this on the other podcast. This is crazy. Like, I'm just blown, I'm blown away mm-hmm. by how much these kids mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. about what came before them. Mm-hmm. They're so caught up in what's happening now mm-hmm. that what happened in the past is this old news to them. Mm-hmm. What's happening now? And mm-hmm. I wonder, mm-hmm. were we the same? Did yeah. I not live? Did I not know KRS One was? Did I not know who Rock yeah. Kim was? Yeah. Did I not know who these people were? But, but I, I, did. I had to know who they were because when I was a kid, KRS One was still popping. I, Rock Kim yeah. had a song on Juice on a Juice Le- soundtrack that was crazy good. Leaders of the New School. Leaders of the New School. I knew all these people. Buster before he because, was Buster because this was they were still relevant at the time when I was a kid. Uh-huh. But if you ask me about Furious Five and all these other people mm-hmm. who came in like mm-hmm. Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill, we're talking pre nineteen eighty five. I don't know them. So that's probably, yeah. So the way we're looking at them is how they're looking at us. I think so. That's what I'm saying. I think so. That's what I'm saying. But no, but, but <laughs> no. No, I'm going to say no because even my mother, my mother appreciates like mm-hmm. our hip hop. Like my mother's like a Jay-Z fan. Oh, see? And, and, so and, my she, mother. and she listens to like my <laughs> mother. going to church. <laughs> you know, on the way to church. Oh, that black album is still a classic. My mother like, loves, okay. and it's crazy, my mother loves Cardi B. Really? Is your mother from New York? No, yeah, yeah. She originated. She was originally from New York. She came Are over we, like when, like when she was like nineteen. Years what old. part of New York? She was from um right there, Harlem. My mom too. No, see, okay. okay so, so we're like immigrants of Tina. Yes, we're, we're not supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> they brought us over. They were gonna get us in that damn school. <laughs> when I was when I was born, I spent a lot of time between Tina and Washington Heights. Okay, I so, was at, I was in Harlem. It uh-huh. was like it was because my grand my my grandmother's mother. So my great grandmother stayed out okay. there. So my mother ever got in trouble, she would just go there, and I would. Spend all my time oh, right there, so okay, I knew everyone. So I spent a lot, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I yeah. spent a lot of time out there. Mm-hmm. So I was like always like sort of understood New York kids uh-huh. in a way that other people really couldn't. Uh-huh. And then I also understood them when they came over. Like I kind of got them a little bit more because I grew up around kids like that. But uh-huh. kids who never like their whole parents were like straight up teenage people and everything. They normally didn't always get them at the first, but I understood them a little bit. Okay. And it was always interesting that concept of teenage and. That Teaneck is such a transplant town. There's very few people who actually parents, grandparents grew up in Teaneck, and then they mm-hmm. grew up in Teaneck. It's, mm-hmm. it's like everyone moved from New York there. Yes, and yes. then there's like a second or third generation there, especially black people. Yeah, uh, it was uh, mainly black people. Yeah. Our, our families usually from the city. Yeah, that's usually how it was. Very common, mm-hmm. very common. But the school system was so good at that time. Yeah, that. You know, they would say, like, you know, a Teaneck education was equivalent to, like, a Park Ave, New York City Park Ave education. Basically. Like, our reading levels were, like, so high. We were, like, in the third grade reading on, like, seventh, eighth grade levels. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember hearing that. <laughs> I don't know if that was actually true when mm-hmm. I was there, but. That, well, I, I, was a year, I was a year ahead of you, so, huh. you know, I was listening. Like, mm, what, oh. what we do now? <laughs> Let me tell you, Teaneck was good. Teaneck was a great school for cultural. And I've talked about this in plenty of other uh, yeah, episodes, but yeah, it's just, yeah. it's a cultural Melting pot. pot, and you will learn. You will be you will be a lot more advanced than most people when you graduate from Teaneck High School, Dude, because of cult- culturally you'll be more advanced because you're going to be around so many different. So when you go to college, if you go to a big school, it's not that big of a transition. Do you think that is to be said for Black kids and Latinos in mm. Teaneck, or, or just, do you think that's to be said for White kids? 
I think it's highly level for white kids, but I know it's a lot of there's a lot of minorities, uh, black Spanish kids, who are a lot more developed mm-hmm. than the than their contemporaries when they get to college. I have learned that. I don't know if it passed it past my generation whether that was true or not. Teenage is not that great anymore. No, it's a lot different now. Yeah, I kind of I know the demographics now. It's now it's it's it's, it's like a black town. Yeah, like like I remember Mr. Gardner saying to me, Mm -hmm. you remember Mr. Gardner? Of course, rest his soul. Yes, he was saying to me years ago. He'd be like, you know, the white man does not want his kids in school with y'all. He's like, we're the first town to integrate historically. Yeah, but we are. Oh no, he's like, but no, no, that's not what they want. He's like, watch. He's like, Prem is Catholic. They're gonna put their kids there. They're gonna open up Jewish schools. They, they don't really want to be in school with us. Watch, I'm watching. You see, you see. Mm. And then I look now, and he was right. The demographics have changed. My nephew is in a school. Most of his friends are all black. There's like no white people. Yeah, they're. But so we had the pleasure of going to school with you know, like I always I talk about in my you know mm. comedy. I went to bar mitzvahs. Like I had the pleasure of being that <laughs> yeah, being that black kid yeah, at a bar yeah, mitzvah. Yeah, like, yeah. That was dope. Like yeah. you know, we had friends that were from every walk. And right. Culturally, we really didn't have a color line to feel like I am black in school and I'm the only black kid. It was like, dude, we were in school with everybody. I know how to talk to everybody. Yes. I don't have a sense of you know um, nervousness when it comes to different cultures or people. I don't have that sense at all. I kind of understand all kinds of different cultures because I kind of like you said. You, you you got to talk to so many different people. So I don't have that kind of nervousness. I kind of like, okay, cool, you're whatever. I don't really care about that. Are you a decent human being at right. this point? Because all that other stuff is out the door to me. Right. But it's it's sad to say, but it's been such a transitional flip because the people that lived in Teaneck have moved on. Mm-hmm. And the white flight kind of situation has happened. Like they've kind of moved out. Yeah. Going other places, yeah. and a lot of their kids they don't come back to live in Teaneck. The diversity is not there they, like it used to be. They flow out of Teaneck, and then those houses get sold to other minorities, obviously. And we get in there, but then we, all of a sudden the cultural level of it changes. Mm-hmm. You don't get as many different cultures in a certain area. Mm-hmm. You're getting a culture where it's predominantly one or two minority cultures, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not being diverse or it's even being a white culture in some places that you don't get it. But I don't know if that's really healthy for the development of the kids. They mm. need to know that the world is a much bigger place than just one or two people. Right. Well, and for the most part, yo, it seems... Okay. Does he know me? I don't know. I think he's, he's an Uber driver. I think he's oh. looking for his pickup. He gave me... Didn't he give me the mean girl? Yes, he did. He gave you... What the fuck are you guys looking at? Anyway. Excuse me, Mr. Chin. You see his chin? His chin was sitting on his steering wheel. Um, Yeah, I think that it's unfortunate. I mean, you have some towns... I mean, we just sound spoiled because we have some towns where you have some kids that are like, I was the only black kid in my school. That's very true. You know what I mean? I dated the one... I dated a girl... You keep I, a little I dated a girl story, don't you? Uh, well, uh, sorry. I live my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm shoot me. Anyway, <laughs> you, I, me and my boy, we dated the only two black girls in Mawa back in the day. I'm sure they were whack. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was It was one of those situations <laughs> where my guy was that. like, yo. They were like, woke, Wakanda, what? They got open crib all Is the that a latte? I was like. A Wakanda latte? I was sitting around like, wait a minute. You guys are only? All right, what? cool. Let's go. Like, Veronica, was, was pass well. me my blue contacts. I'm like, why are we in Mawa in fucking like 11? Like, it was but, crazy. But you know what? Uh, all, uh, all jokes aside, <laughs> on Veronica and Tawana that lived in Mawa <laughs> <laughs> with blue contacts and they, Wakanda lattes. I'm so mad you said that because she really did. 
<laughs> See, now that makes you corny. Come on, man. It was one of those you things, were, man. You were in a sunken place. I was, but I was having, I was living my life. At least, you, okay, that's honest. Judgy. All right. I, I know, I ain't shit. Where's I my gavel? So the judgy. Um, no, to each his own. I see. In her case, they probably are going to go to great schools. Ended up probably getting out of their hood, whatever. Right? They're, you know, yeah. you know, that's a that's a very, you know, that's a shit. That's a good town. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have their leg up on education, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, how in touch with themselves they will be as the only, you know, black kids in a town full of white kids. I'm sure they have stories of crazy racism, to be yeah. honest with you. Oh, yeah. My, you know what yeah, I mean? You oh, can't yeah. tell me you were the only black kid in a school right here in Bergen County. Yeah. Because we see it. You know yeah, what oh, I mean? Oh, yes. We, we may have come up around a lot of nice diversity, but mm-hmm. the one thing we, we get a pinch of and we see, we see that racism. We oh, see yeah. it. We it's know it. subtle. It's subtle. But <laughs> it's always been we, there. We see it. We know it. Took, it took us a minute, but we got it. Yeah, so, like, Oh. So if you mm. were to speak to these young ladies today, you know, mm-hmm. would they have some stories for you? Oh, I'm yeah. sure they'd be oh, like, oh, yeah. you have no idea. One was dark skin, one was light skin, and they had story. They already had stories for yeah. us themselves then. Yeah. But they were like, there's no black people. Like they, they they met us at the Garden State Plaza randomly. Oh yeah, that was a good time, Garden State Plaza. Uh, I hate going there now. Yeah. Uh, Garden State Plaza was like if y'all I know some of y'all listening probably never heard of this place, but let me tell you something. You want to know where the 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 melting pot really is? Go to the Garden State Plaza. Everybody clashes with everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or a thousandaire. You're gonna clash with somebody. Five dollars. Five dollars. I have my five dollar air. Listen, it's just you gonna. It's just a. It's just everything, man. It's everything. It's still like that now. It's Mm -hmm. probably never gonna change. That's one thing about that. Garden State Plaza. It's it's come a long way. Yes, it is. Now it's it's classy, classy now. Is it? I hate I. Uh, they have events and stuff all over the place. It's like mad. Like now, it's, it's like a madness. big place. It's it's, it's big now. Nah, you see people dress up to go there. I, I gotta get off Route Four. <laughs> she drives past it all the time. She hates it. All uh, no, I, that's I'm, if I'm on that side of town, I'm just like I don't have no reason to be over there. <laughs> I come right over here. Look, I, I, I'm not even gonna. I just can't tell everybody where I be at. You see what I'm saying? Because people will follow creepers. Right, not even that. Then I'll be in the mall, like looking at a pair of shoes. I'm like, yeah, I thought you said you never come here. <laughs> <laughs> Who me? So I'm old now, so I go to the old people's mall, which is Riverside. I like the Riverside. That's my preference because it's not a hangout. Yeah, I can just go there, do my thing, be out. Nobody's bothering me, shit like that. Yeah. And then you know, so I still now because I only shop when, I, when it's time to go shopping. I go to the Bergen Mall. The Ber- oh, Bergen Mall is popping. Yeah, I go there because everything's on sale. Oh my God, you can go to Home Goods, <laughs> you can go to Nordstrom yeah. Rack, you can go to mm-hmm. Last Call, mm-hmm. you can go to Bloomingdale. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a good time over there. Yeah, yeah. And then you can go to Whole Foods and get yourself a little salad. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else is over there? And then there's a Target. Yep. Yeah, you can get a lot done over there. Yep. You can get a lot done over there. And that's why I do it because I am not. I refuse to be sitting driving. You gotta have your sneakers on though. You got to be ready to walk. Yeah, you're gonna walk. Yeah. You're gonna walk everywhere you go in Bergen County. Once you get out your car and you get to a place, yeah. you will walk. That's true. So don't like, <laughs> like I always. It always bugs me out when I see women wear. Because when I went to the city the other day, mm-hmm. I saw a whole bunch of girls wearing high heel shoes and walk mm-hmm. around. I'm looking at them. I'm like, are you out your mind? See now, as I get older, like I I wear heels. Like I mm-hmm. like wearing heels. I'm mm-hmm. very much a girly girl. I like dresses, skirts. I like all that shit. Mm-hmm. However, I dress for the occasion. Yes. So if I'm going to the mall. You're not gonna catch me in heels, like to to be walking for a total of possibly four hours shopping. Yeah. However, had you taken a picture of me 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you may have caught me in a pair of heels. As a, okay. <laughs> and I had longer hair, so you know that was that was a younger Shatara with 
you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a hot mess. So you may have you may have caught me back in my younger days, <laughs> hot <laughs> messing it, walking yes. around the mall with some heels and a little patent leather bag, staring at you like acting like I'm going somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. look, look, she was a hot mess, that girl. Oh my god, and you know today, was, no, I'm grown. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we all go through a phase of being a mall rat, and that was a place to go. Mm-hmm. It's it's part of it. Yeah, it's part of it. Good times. Well. I thank you so much for being on my podcast, Jared. Absolutely. I, w- I want to say that this has been a, one of the more relaxing and more honest podcasts I've done. Thank you so much, Joe. You've Absolutely. been really real, and you definitely showed me a few things, and ta- and and I just learned a few things. Let's just oh. put it that way, man. Like real talk, like okay. very open, very cool, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. And um, I thought you were gonna dig deeper. Oh. You did good. <laughs> 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 there was things to dig deep we're into. That was good. But, no, but I was like, but no, I was like, uh. Don't, uh-uh. Don't talk. Just listen, Jodeci. We're just going to stop it right here. That was excellent. Okay. That was just So fine. let the people know where to find you. Let them know what's going on with you and just give them the real. Okay. So I do stand up. That's the deal. Uh-huh. And right now you can catch me this upcoming Thursday at Mist Harlem. Mm-hmm. And I will be hosting. I will actually be uh, guest hosting for my girl, Mina Amani. She's out of town, so I will be hosting. Okay. Uh, Showtime is at 8.30, prompt. They don't play. And we're going to be there having a funky good time. Not I it. promise I will be there ready to act a damn fool. Yeah. So we have a dope lineup. And um, outside of that, I'm on Instagram, Shatara Curry, New Jersey. Bang, that happened. Uh-huh. And I am on Facebook. At Shatara Curry, I think, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's there's another page, comedian Shatara, <laughs> just a hot mess. Yeah, I can't keep up with my damn self. And um, you probably catch me in Target tomorrow around two o'clock. There's a sale on water, and um, yeah, and then you can catch me on this podcast. So Shatara stalking has begun. Continue to support my boy Brian here and his Appreciate dope it. podcast. Thank you very I much. I will support. Yes. Because we podcast everywhere, anywhere. That's for facts. That's right. It's happening, people. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yes. So, you guys already know, man. Catch me next week, man. You know what episode this is, man. I can't wait to speak to you guys next week. And, guys, take care. All right? So, yeah. Toodles. I guess I'm leaving. Ciao. Don't feel bad. Bye.